I've never had, had broccoli and went, you know what would make this better? Nuts. here with you alex is trying his best he's also here back from texas brett's here andrew's also here what's happening guys how's sunny texas sunny texas was great i got sun burnt you did I, you I sunburnt sun well i uh i cleared it up by the time i got back to butler pennsylvania it's uh yeah texas it uh, i didn't appreciate the value of moving south when it comes to your ability to get sunburnt Oh, I love it. <laughs> so like 70, 70 degrees, 70 degrees Fahrenheit in Columbus, Ohio, Eastern, Western Pennsylvania. Um, to me, that's like, I probably would still wear a jacket. Like that's a little, probably breezy, a little cool down in Texas, 70 degrees. Like you're, you feel hot. You feel hot already. And it's not probably even the beginning humidity. of summer. Uh, Central Texas can get kind of humid. Yeah. I didn't do the research on that, so that could be it. But I think somebody pointed out that the UV index is probably higher because it's further south, very clear skies down there. Getting closer to the sun. Yeah. Do you know that, that the sun is actually closer there? In Texas. Yeah. Because you are slightly, because the earth bulges around the equator. It's flat. Oh. Well, theoretically, allegedly, (laughs) the earth bulges around the equator. Yeah. We have no proof yet. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, sun in, sun in Texas is brutal. Go down there in August. Tell me how it is. Oh, I can imagine. That's part of why I wouldn't move there. Well, what do you want to tell people besides, uh, you know, the weather? What do you want to tell people about your trip? Mm. I mean, it was a big, great adventure. I went from Pennsylvania to Columbus, Ohio, from Columbus, Ohio to Memphis, Tennessee. Memphis, Tennessee, fun fact, has a pyramid in it. You look at a pyramid and you say that has nothing to do with uh, bass fishing, but yet here is a big uh, Bass Pro Shops <laughs> logo on this pyramid. Is it the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame? No, it's the Bass Pro Shops headquarters in Memphis, Tennessee, right on the Mississippi River. Well, why would it be a pyramid? I mean, did you ask? Well, here's why. I didn't have to ask. Because you have questions in Memphis. You have questions in Memphis. Number one, what is this Graceland? place all about (laughs) why can't i go in why is there a plane outside why why did this guy marry a 14 year old girl why would you put peanut butter and marshmallow fluff and uh bananas and bacon on a sandwich why would you that's a lot of things to put on a sandwich wait what is it again marshmallow fluff Uh uh-huh 
peanut butter. That's uh-huh. a fluffernutter. That's your standard fluffernutter. Okay. You put bananas in there too. Peanut, peanut butter, banana, you think that works. That's fine. Bacon. Bacon strips. Who's, fried. Who's doing this and why? Elvis was doing this and oh. now uh, people continue it in his uh, in his honor. You go across town. I'm going to guess drugs. You go to a motel. You say, how do I check into this motel and why are all these cars from the 60s outside? They say, sir, this isn't a motel. This is where Martin Luther King Jr. was shot. This hotel is a museum. <laughs> I say, geez, is everything an inconvenience? In Memphis, it is. Yeah. So those are questions that you'd have in Memphis. But I didn't even know about this Bass Pro Shops pyramid. 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 And I, I feel, uh, actually, I feel really privileged right now to teach Brett something. Brett being an educator. Oh. Uh, former educator. Former. Current educator. Current! Oh, right. Memphis. Why, pass, why pass is the records. city of Memphis named Memphis? Oh. Oh, okay. Because uh, of the Egyptians? Oh, yeah. See? Great. Puke knew. Puke knew. And Brett didn't. Memphis is an ha, ancient take that, Brett. is an ancient city in the Nile River Delta, which I know from a video game called Pharaoh, circa 1997. Now I do know this because <laughs> I have seen it on the map and going, oh, Memphis. Yeah, yeah. So what is this? Uh, this pyramid on the 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 fuck? What is that river? The, the Mississippi, Mississippi River. river. Is it no It uh, sure is. Emperor? It can't be. I mean, I didn't ask anyone, but I just had to deduce because otherwise, like, why the hell would a Bass Pro Shop headquarters be a pyramid? Well, maybe they just wanted it to stand out. Look at how much free press we've just given Bass Pro Shop because they had. They were like, you know what? Cubes are played out. Rectangles, mm-hmm. seen enough mm-hmm. of them. That's good. Let's make a fucking pyramid. Good point. I think if they're going to do that, they should make it just a giant fish then. Like, that would have yeah, done the same sh- job. Like a humongous twenty-story tall bass. Yeah, that'd be you great. Enter through the mouth. Newark, Ohio. And exit through the pooper. And it should be animatronically jerking off, or flop, <laughs> just flopping. I don't know. Flopping I got to see that somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone, go to How do bassproshops.com <laughs> and enter promo code your actual dick number, and if it's correct, you'll get a ten percent <laughs> discount. Mm. Get a get a lure. Yeah, so stop in Memphis. All uh, right, Memphis. Pretty great. Um, stayed in West Memphis. Not very great. Mm, not West good, Memphis. Not the good part. What's not, not good about it? Well, it's in Arkansas, so just imagine what that means. West Memphis is in Arkansas? Yep. It sure is. Correct. Wait. Oh, so for some reason, I just think, when I think of Tennessee, I think Nashville on the western side, and then everything else on the eastern side. Yeah. But now that I think about it, you're right. Nashville is... Uh, Pretty central, it's actually. Central if west. Really, I mean, it, well, quite, yeah, it's quite to me, central. it's super west. Me and this guy were in Arkansas together in 2017. His name was Nick. Don't get excited. Not mm. that Nick. This was Nick U. He was from Australia, and he was traveling across the country with me. We found the airport where the CIA used to bring cocaine in Mina. Oh, yeah. The planes that Barry Seal, you know that Tom Cruise movie? American I've been reading movie? all about this shit yes. lately. We, me and him, we said we're not leaving Arkansas until we find the place where the CIA dropped off the drugs when Bill Clinton was the governor and George H.W. Bush was the president. See the movie uh, American Made starring Tom Cruise. That movie is crazy. Obviously a limited hangout. Obviously they're leaving a whole bunch of stuff out of the story. But, you know, I was there. I found it, and I saw the planes. 
Well, this actually brings up... Was it a museum or what? No, 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 because that's not a public store. It's still an airfield that they use. But there's all these old, like... uh, uh, little planes there that, like the one Barry Seal flew in the movie, and in they're real like, life, like uh, twin engine props. Planes. No, they're real planes. They're not props. <laughs> Damn it! Prop is short for propeller. You son of a bitch. Yeah, they're prop planes. Yeah, they were. Yeah. They are. Mm-hmm. I've seen that movie. It was a pretty good movie. It's and it made, yeah. made, makes you think. It does make you think? The fuck is going on? <laughs> so why? Did West Memphis suck? Uh, I mean, suck's a big word. You Why would know you stay there? Into. I stayed West there. West Memphis is known as a uh, economically depressed, not a good town. That's <laughs> yeah, it's That's in Arkansas. We're getting to pukes territory. There's here. parts of Arkansas that are not that bad. <laughs> yeah, they have like a Parkinsaw. Good one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, West Memphis is like North Little Rock. That doesn't sound good at all. <laughs> no. West Memphis is probably, as the crow flies, uh, seven miles from the river from Memphis. So it's like Memphis goes all the way up to the Mississippi River. So anything west of Memphis is Arkansas. But what West Memphis, at least the part that I stayed in, what it is and why I stayed there is a strip of hotels and a casino and a convention center. Didn't care about the last two, but the hotels were cheaper they were closer to my final destination than anywhere in Memphis. Um, and for my purposes, I was okay with uh, just staying in the little strip of hotels for the most part. Isn't it weird? I mean, just driving through the country and then there's casinos, just places where you're not expecting them to be. Such as? Anywhere. I mean, name a place. Tennessee? Other uh, states? I, um, I got a place. Fuck. I got to find it. Uh, shit. Google Maps. Don't fail me. Atlantic's- 29 Palms. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's outside of uh, Joshua Tree National Park, and there's a, a couple of giant casinos out there in the middle of the desert of Is it an Indian California. thing? I did not expect. What's that? Is it an Indian thing? I don't think so. Because in New York, they have Indian things, and then there's giant yeah. casinos on the Indians. Yeah. Even yeah. in New Hampshire, they had like Indian casinos. New Hampshire has casinos. Yeah, and outside of Laconia, there was a shitty looking casino that looked real depressing in Belmont. Laconia, more like Lakota. Yeah. So, uh, the name of an Indian tribe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I got so many questions. <laughs> Google it. Oh, Jesus. Duck I have go. so many topics floating in my head right now. But um, first question, the Mississippi River flushes out in New Orleans, right? Yes. Yeah. Roughly. Yeah. Mighty Mississippi it's Delta. A, there's too. a big Delta, yeah. It's, right. So oh, it's real confusing. It's not real. like, oh, there's the river. It's just like, I'm in New Orleans. Everything's underwater. Creates a lot yeah. of sop. Do you yeah. not sop? Yeah. <laughs> like a river Delta will, you know, it gets all the grass around there wet. Yeah. And it kind of just spills out. Mississippi's Delta is, oh, it's a mess. You ever well, heard of uh, Hurricane Katrina? Yeah. That was a Mississippi River Delta problem. Right. Mm. And uh, so basically, New Orleans is just like a, a sponge in the best of times. In the best of times, New Orleans it's is like a sponge. It's like a wet, dirty yeah. sponge. Uh, I think it's more complex than that. That's not... If you go to New Orleans uh, 375 years ago, you're right. But because people have been living there for so long, and the first couple drowned, almost certainly because they <laughs> fucked up and just built a house on a sponge. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gotten more complex. So when I stayed in New Orleans on the way back from Austin, because I was close enough to New Orleans, I said, you know what? 
this might be a once in a lifetime thing. I gotta see one of the cultural centers of the United States, New Orleans. It's Stay in the French. Not quarter. the United States. It's almost something else. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the, oh man, um, it was super cool and super weird to like stay in the French Quarter, which is a multi-block, I don't know, call it. It's really reminiscent of Weekend at Bernie's too. Is that where they uh, stayed? No. Yeah, what? Because it's it? very Caribbean and like dirty and old mm. and everyone's possessed by music, just like Bernie. Remember, because <laughs> he put the headphones on and he would... Yeah, the walk towards the uh, treasure uh, with I'm, t- I'm too young the spear for through his head. Things. Yeah. You should watch Weekend at Bernie's I too. Don't, I have questions about how there's a second uh, edition of some dead guy being at a party. Oh, <laughs> isn't there a Weekend at Bernie's oh, 3? Well. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there might be, but I have not seen that one. That one was direct to DVD. Well, on the, the, the topic of the Mississippi River, outside of New Orleans, I've never seen the Mississippi River. You haven't been to Memphis? No. I've never been to Arkansas. Well, we should walk to Memphis. What? We should walk to Memphis. <laughs> no, you walk in Memphis. Yeah. You don't walk to Memphis. No. Walk yeah, you walk 5,000 miles. That's a long ways. <laughs> well, 500 miles. 500 miles. But didn't he end up walking 5,000? Fucking, I thought you were giving me echo. Give me echo, <laughs> and I'm going to do it again. Here's the hook. Give me echo. Please. And I would walk five hundred. There's no echo. Bum, bum. <laughs> <laughs> and the speed of man who walked a thousand miles. It adds up to a thousand. A thousand miles. He said five thousand. Five hundred miles. Uh, twice. <laughs> but I think he says maybe five thousand. Collectively, throughout the song, he ends up. No, he says a thousand. But does he? Maybe throughout the song, the if you add it all up, it equals five thousand. Do window back down at your door. Fall down at your door. We sang that song as we walked in from a hike in a Boy Scout camp once, and it felt felt like the guy, the the troop leader who wanted us to do it, loved it so much, and uh, I felt really weird because I had no idea what he was talking about. Mm, the Proclaimers, they didn't have many hits. Thankfully. Yes. <laughs> it's good that they came in, got that one done, and moved on. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking probably walk somewhere. So Mighty yeah, Mississippi River. I need to see the Mississippi. Some, if you really, if I mean, have you seen a river? Yeah, but this is like the river. Eh, it's a river. Mm. It's like three rivers wide. In it's I mean, big, yeah. it's very wide in some parts. Right. Yeah, I'm surprised you've never driven over it. I know. Just, what's the max width of the Mississippi River in its widest part? The entire state of Louisiana. What? That's the max uh, width of the Mississippi <laughs> River. Uh, not entirely inaccurate. Um. But not at all accurate either. Other thing is, I don't... What is it about this for me? After traveling all over, uh, except for the Mississippi River, but getting to see the Pacific Northwest and all its beauty and grandeur with puke, and getting to see the best parts of California with puke, and the best parts of Nevada with puke, and all these great things, I still have some affinity to Appalachia. Like, Hmm. I want to go back to the Smoky Mountains as frequently as possible. Fucking Pigeon Forge again. I would love to go there. Been thinking about going there again. More importantly, though, I'm obsessed with the Hatfield and McCoy story, and I really want to spend like a week riding dirt bikes and four-wheelers in Hatfield and McCoy country. We drove through Hatfield on the way home from Charleston, the three of us, not puke, uh, drove through Hatfield McCoy country in eastern Kentucky. Yep. I've never seen a place like that before in my life. Love it. 
I like those blue mountains. No, but, I'm thinking of Kentucky bluegrass. Yeah, There's, what are Smoky the ma- mountains? Smoky, Smoky mountains. Well, Smoky Kentucky. Blue Ridge Mountains. Blue Ridge. I like the Blue Ridge Mountains. The Smoky Mountains are down Tennessee, North Carolina. Area. Like those. I like whatever Kentucky has. Yeah, that nice. Kentucky's got like these steep foothills. They're not like giant mountains. They're like really rough foothills. I love how pointy the hills are. Yeah, in West Virginia. <laughs> I mean, talk about some pointy hills. I mean, they're all really pointy. So it's a beautiful landscape. The widest navigable spot on the Mississippi is at about two miles, Lake Pennon on the border of Minnesota and Wisconsin. Mm, interesting. Mm. The widest part is also like the most northern part. Yeah. Yeah, it does make sense. Wow. Well, it's Wait, a mouth. Well, it's Hang a on lake. a second. Yeah. I thought the Mississippi was the confluence of the Ohio and the Missouri. Missouri? Yeah. I don't know. That's so not how true. is there a Mississippi way up in because it starts Wisconsin? In, it starts up in because like it Minnesota, begins Wisconsin. in Minnesota's lake. It is the Atasca. More like Beginnesota, where it's eighteen inches deep. What? Wow! You could cross Mississippi on foot. Yeah, for two miles. Yeah, that sounds like a nice walk. <laughs> it's a good workout. Yeah, it's probably kind of muddy, like a sponge. Mm. Uh, no, I bet it's like really. Oh my goodness. You know Great Bay in New Hampshire? You don't want to walk in that. It's gross. Uh. It's real. It feels like just poop. <laughs> like poop. But then there's also horseshoe crabs. Mud. Horseshoe crabs buried ready to snap at you Ugh. or do whatever. They got a stinger. They want to poke you with that when you step in their mud. So always be careful when <laughs> going into a body of water. Stick to pools and uh, tubs and beaches, I say. Rivers are okay yeah. as long as you're not in the south. Oh, yeah, you got critters to worry about. Yeah. Uh, what part of the South? Like in Arkansas, I mean, you had to worry about uh, water moccasins or maybe cottonmouths. Like those are snakes. Mm-hmm. But they, you didn't see those too often. But like you need rivers that have a lot of rock. You don't want like gross, muddy rivers. Some some rivers are very pebbly and rocky, and those are the good ones. Mm-hmm. The muddy rivers get critters buried in the mud. Do you have yeah, g- well, I mean, it's just gross mud. You don't know if it's poop or mud. <laughs> well, it's it's both. That's what mud is. That's why people. That's why, that's why people like sandy beaches and not not poopy mud beaches. Poopy mud <laughs> beach. Yeah, mud beach. There's got to be a mud beach somewhere. There is with two D's. It's in San Francisco. Dun, 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 dun. You know, because they poop a lot there mm-hmm. on the sidewalks. And, and mud's stuff. another name for poop. Uh, yeah. 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 Do uh do they have gators in? Do they have gators in Arkansas? No, they're not that far north. I have never, I never saw an alligator until I went to Georgia, southern Georgia. So I don't know how far north alligators get, but uh, they definitely, they don't get into northwest Arkansas, which is almost Missouri <clears throat> slash Kansas. So they, uh, you know, they freeze to death if they get up that north. Yeah, I've, I'm, I don't, I don't regret not going to those plains states. I tell you, it really South comes Dakota's pretty cool. down to the difference between cities and not cities. Like, you can have an adventure anywhere in any state that's not a city. Yeah. Like, I agree. You can see cool stuff, meet interesting folks. What are you going to see in, like, Oklahoma? Uh, what are you going to see in Iowa? The Sooners, goddammit. Iowa is, yeah, Iowa sounds like a tricky one, but Oklahoma, I bet you'd meet, oh, first of all, Oklahoma has the nicest people in the world. What about? And you go outside mm, of the big cities like Oklahoma City and Tulsa, and you're going to meet some delightful folks. And you're going to see Oh, some, you know what? You know what you can see, Andrew? A tornado. You ever seen a tornado? You can see yes. those. Mm. There you go. 
That would be an adventure. You can or death. Uh, you can see a lot of tiger tigers in Oklahoma. Yeah, but that's not that's not that's nothing to do with Oklahoma necessarily. It sure does. Why? What? Because <laughs> people have tigers. listen because there's there's a couple factors that you're looking at. If you go to Hyderabad, India, and you see a tiger, that's like wow. I'm kidding. A tiger that is here because it's a tiger and its natural element. This is where tigers were born. This is where tigers will die. A tiger in Oklahoma is not a. Uh, you're not getting an, an impression of a tiger in its natural environment. Yeah, I can just go to the zoo. You're getting a piece of <laughs> local Oklahoman culture. You're you're seeing a tiger and you're and you're 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 getting an appreciation for this is the kind of the kind of person who lives in Oklahoma is the kind of person who may or may not own 35 tigers. How many people own tigers in Pennsylvania? At least five. Twelve. Seven, yeah. Uh, five, five to ten own tigers. How many tigers do those people own? Maybe two. You want to see somebody who owns 37 tigers? Yeah. You got to go to Oklahoma, yeah. Texas. Yeah. Uh, you're looking for like natural things to see in Oklahoma? Uh, I'm I'm not looking to see anything in Oklahoma. I'm not really interested in going. Well, yeah, I mean that's because there's the tall grass prairie, which sounds pretty cool. Mm. No, it sounds there's like ticks. The Windstar World Casino and Resort. No, don't like casinos. Wow. There's the Forgotten Wheels Museum. That sounds kind of neat. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, there's not much else. There's there's something called the Holy City, which has a cool picture. It looks like something out of a. Uh, no, I got too many places to want to go to bother with yeah. Oklahoma. I think here's I guess the, Oklahoma's lower down on the list. I would agree with that. I mean, I would love to go to Oklahoma and Nebraska and South Dakota, and here's why. And I'm not saying Andrew should adopt these values. Nope, I won't. Nebraska? Huh? And he won't just because he's a contrarian. But here's what I think you can get there. One, you can experience the real power of a storm. So this was something I got a taste of when I stopped in Dallas on my way down to Austin, Texas. It was a beautiful drive from Memphis to to uh, Dallas, um, except for the fact that Arkansas is a great state and that you can drive legally 75 miles an hour across it. Arkansas is a terrible state because you will drive 65 miles an hour across it because the highways are <laughs> constantly filled with people going really slow. Um, but it was a nice sunny day, so it was like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll deal with this. Get to Dallas uh, stop at some hotel that overlooks this lake. And Did you get a chance to see around cheap. Dallas? No, I oh, technically nice. was outside of Dallas. Food's um, good. Did, you should food see was great. Dealey Plaza. That is a life-changing experience where the Kennedy, John F. Kennedy was shot. <laughs> and you can imagine being shot in a car as you're driving. Well, around. you can stand. There's a little medallion on the road Ooh. and you can stand on it. You get hit by a car because it's like they still <laughs> use it. It's not like they shut it down like that hotel in Memphis where other people were shot. I know, right? Like Jesus. people just drive through there, but you can stand on the spot and you look around the place and you go, oh yeah, this place was basically designed for someone to be shot here. Like from all angles. <laughs> it is just like a shooting gallery. Design. And it's very small. Like it looks big on 60s- uh, Television? Zabruder mm -hmm. films. Yeah. But when you go there, it's just like a tiny little place. Like, how long would it take you to walk from one end to the other? Three minutes. Three? Yeah. I mean, you could walk around the whole opening between, like, all the buildings. There's, like, the, of course, the grassy knoll. You, you know. know. Yeah. You know. <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm just thinking there's a lot of places that we gotta we gotta talk about that are relevant Jesus. I mean, like we're talking about the places alex went but we're we're getting off in well, tangents in Oka- on all sorts of other places okay cool so let me let but me we still just... got places that we're gonna go we still got places that puke went I, there's a lot of travel logs to to log here so let me just wrap up the oklahoma point went to dallas and long story short really beautiful on the drive-in power goes out hail on the windows building shaking 5 a.m the next morning jesus first time i'd ever been woken up by like a building shaking and hail on the windows heavy rain that's something where i thought to myself you know probably not going to die in a tornado here today outside of dallas texas but you never know I never, that's not even a thought in Ohio. We've had maybe five tornado mornings my whole life, and I've never even considered that a tornado would actually hit me. When you're in Dallas, you might actually get sucked up into a tornado. So when you're in Oklahoma, related to Dallas and that tornado zone, Oklahoma, there's not trees to hide behind. There's not hills to hide under. There's like you are out in the middle of it. And when a thunderstorm comes big and strong, like you are experiencing the full power of what a thunderstorm can be. And I think that's a unique thing to Oklahoma, Nebraska. I feel like you could experience the full power of a thunderstorm at sea. That would be extra. But how, if you think the Great Plains <laughs> are boring, how much more boring is infinite sea? Oh, yeah. It's fucking boring. And it's also the worst. It's worse than plains. It's the plains of the water. There's a watery grave beneath you, too. <laughs> yeah. I don't like that. It's a little scary. I hate the sea. Yeah. I hate the sea. Beach what? overrated. I didn't know you hated the sea. I, I hate were, the sea. You were the one that was like, we have to go in the water when well, we saw yeah, that sea. If we go to the Pacific Ocean, I have to run into it like Brendan Fraser when he comes up from 35 years underground and he sees the ocean for the first time. <laughs> but you hate it? Oh, yeah. I hate it. Oh, I see. He was, he was you had a boat floor. on the sea, too. That's interesting. I like boats. I'd rather boat on a river or a lake, but I like boats. Mm, lakes are better. Yeah. Hmm. I want to see Lake Havasu, goddammit. Someday. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, storms in the uh in the the, the plains, they get they get a rocking. Mm. That is true. I, I actually missed thunderstorms uh when I when I left home at you know 17, 18, and then I like you know, traveled around a bit. Now I saw him when I was in Texas and stuff. But then when I moved to New Hampshire, uh, I was like, man. Yeah, lightning's real lame in New boring. Hampshire. There's nothing going on here. It yeah. just, I mean, sometimes it dumped snow, but I was like, well, I want to see some lightning. God damn it. That's exciting. Man. Yeah, there's like barely lightning in New Hampshire. I got to go to the ocean, actually. And then you stand at the ocean and you watch it. Oh, like the beach house. That was a great place to see neat. lightning. Yeah, but it's not like Florida lightning. Florida lightning in the summer is something. Oh, sure. Yeah, I get that. Well, uh, does anybody... Can we talk about tornadoes? I have some questions. What's uh, What decides... What are the factors that contribute to whether you get blown out of the way or sucked up inside? Because mm. I know they've done like little weather experiments where they'll put some like particles or some little uh, pods. Yeah, we've all seen Twister. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's what it's in a movie, right? Yeah. They suck them up and they get them into the thing. And yeah, they yeah. Go, now, look, now we know what a tornado does. And it's a bunch of sensors that swirl around. Sensors that swirl. Uh, they also spray that shit out of planes, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, metals into the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. These are stories that you will hear on the yeah. internet. 
what <laughs> factors contribute to you being just kind of blown off to the side? Like you see a tornado come through a place, right? And sometimes it just tears through and blows shit everywhere. And sometimes it sucks stuff up inside. Yeah. Like, is this I, like. I think uh, it depends on your proximity to the uh, tornado, to the vortex. Mm. Event horizon. That's something else. Yeah. That was, a different, black holes that was a different movie. No well, event horizon. <laughs> well, I uh, learned the term from Stargate SG1. Shout out to Stargate SG1. Um, that's probably not what the tornado people actually call it, but there's got to, there's probably some, so event horizon, like where the, this force kind of changes. I would imagine there's like some, there's some sort of un gray area, not clearly defined space where like on the one side of it, the way that the tornado's internal tornado winds are rotating actually causes the air to push away from the tornado. And on the other side of this so-called event horizon, you're inside of the tornado winds that suck you up. Yeah, and does anyone know how high you go? Or somebody I'm sure does. That somebody does. Right. Somebody does. Just like somebody knows how far north gators can be found. And do your arms get ripped <laughs> off or can you do you just come out somewhere else? Or like how much I have heard stories of people getting sucked up and blown in tornadoes and surviving. They might just be like Midwestern myths, but uh, I imagine most people, if you get, you know, blown in the air multiple feet off the ground, you die. Yeah. Because you hit things or other things hit you. Or it just drops you out of the sky like a mile up. Yeah. In the Emerald City. And you're like, where's that wizard? <laughs> I would laugh all the way down, though. I'd be like, man, I got sucked up in a tornado. No one's ever going to know because I'm just going to be like a puddle when I land. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, what do you Google? Uh, tornado sucking. Stories, stories of tornadoes sucking up <laughs> stories. I would, say, I would just say people. Uh, yeah, stories do tornadoes of getting, suck or blow? Being getting sucked, sucked and blown stories of being by a man <laughs> named Tornado with a big dick. I'm gonna try stories of being sucked, <laughs> and then just add the word tornado. Stories being sucked. Sucked. Let's just try stories of being sucked first. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sucked stories. Futuristic sci-fi story about a girl who gets sucked into a mirror. Mm. I'll read Ooh. that too. I'll Event up, horizon. That. Tornado. Add tornado <laughs> to make the search more specific. Tornado. Tornado sucking. Um, what happens if you get sucked into a tornado? Wow. If you get sucked into a tornado, you'll be hurled and spun around at the speed of the wind. In extreme cases, the wind speed of a tornado can reach 480 kilometers Per hour, and remember, it's not just you in there. Yeah, <laughs> it could be all your friends too. <laughs> you don't have to go alone. In school, I thought it'd be the entire class. Mm. Yeah, depending no on the strength and the intensity of the tornado glass. We had to do tornado uh, what preparedness? Drills. Jesus Christ! There were tornadoes here. No, I, I feel like there were way more tornadoes in Ohio though, because there's nothing to stop a it's, tornado. Yeah, flat. it's a lot flatter. Yeah. I saw the only tornado I ever saw was in Pennsylvania. Most likely, the air is going to get sucked out of your lungs, and you're really? going to suffocate. Yeah, well, that sucks. Wow, that's boring. Can you breathe in a tornado? Let's see if they're wrong. Researchers reveal that the death zone inside a tornado study finds plummeting temperatures and a lack of oxygen. Researchers mm. have solved the mystery of what happens inside the eye of a tornado. They also found it difficult to breathe. Well, there you go. So, if you go chasing mm. a tornado, bring your spacesuit. Oh, it's probably super cold because of the wind chill. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but how long are you really in there for? I 
I don't know. I mean, tornadoes can last maybe 15 minutes. Right. But like, what if you're yeah. only in for a part of the tornado, like 10%? You can't hold your breath? How do you get out? Yeah, you get I, think I'm, uh, I think people can usually hold their breath for about, what, a minute? Uh, you find minutes. an airplane that also got sucked up in the tornado and you crawl in. Oh, oh that's there you go. not bad. Yeah. And you just fly out. Yeah. But I yeah, guess the airplane needs oxygen to start. Yeah, you might lose your, your engines. Also, buffeting winds will destroy an airplane. <laughs> Maybe your They plane. don't like winds that go weird directions across the wings. Buffeting winds sounds like a good name for a death metal band. <clears throat> buffeting winds. No, Dallas! it sounds like a better name for uh, a Jimmy Buffett cover band. Yeah, Not bad. Have you guys ever heard of an like a series on YouTube called Yacht Rock? No. Yacht Rock's a genre of yeah. music. It is, but it's also somebody made a show. Nikki P told me about this in the meeting, uh, my meeting this morning. Mm -hmm. um, there is a show, I, I think it's like a web series, where it's Kenny Loggins and Michael McDonald and their best friends. That sounds amazing. And they do all <laughs> kinds of Yacht Rock stuff together. That does sound pretty amazing. Yeah, we should watch it and talk about it. So, uh, other than that, I feel like it's time for a brand new topic. Yeah. Uh, nope. Same topic. Um, we have tornadoes? questions. Yeah. We have travel. No, Alex is travel. On his travel. Way to Geography. Austin. Puke. You went somewhere. Oh, I thought Alex was traveling to Austin or oh, something. Well, I mean, I traveled to at least eight different places, so we don't need to go oh, through all that. Okay. Well, we've had enough of that. Yeah. Huh? Uh, you what went somewhere, that? right? Nope. Oh. Never mind. Um, in other news, I didn't go anywhere this weekend because um, I was I was I wanted to go to Death Valley, but the weather was really bad. It was just clear skies and like 100 degrees. So I said, if I'm going to travel four hours to go photograph sand dunes, I want clouds or at least a better chance of clouds. And I think next weekend we'll do that. So this weekend I bummed around Irvine and. Uh, Realized that it's basically the set of Demolition Man. Mm. Nice. Can and I even went to the Taco Bell corporate headquarters. Did you go underground? Said, be well, John Spartan. What? Did you go underground? No, they uh, oh. they were closed. That was a they don't <laughs> very <laughs> serendipitous thing that you did because uh, I was in this neighborhood yesterday called uh, Brookline in Pittsburgh. Wow. And wait, um, the Mexican neighborhood? Yeah, that's Beachview. Uh, but this was in Brookline, so maybe that's they spread out a little bit. Maybe it's near Beachview. Yeah, uh, <laughs> there's a train. It's similar. There is a train, but it wasn't. It wasn't Beachview. It was like uh, Beachview, Brookline. Beautiful area. Love that area out there. And uh, my girlfriend and I go into a Mexican grocery store. She speaks to the cashier in Mexican. In span, what's called Spanish. Oh. <laughs> um, it was. I feel like that's beautiful. But I sent Andrew and Puke a video, <laughs> and I was having such a good time. I just wrote "Adios Blancos," wow. which means Alex. That means goodbye, whites. Yep. <laughs> there were pinatas. There were sombreros. There were all kinds of interesting little candies that I had never seen. They had bags. tamarinds. Tamarind. Yeah, we saw tamarinds. What's a tamarind? I don't even know, but it's some sort of thing. Do you, do you, uh, tamarind you sounds like an instrument. Sure. Tamarind. No, tamarind. Are you tambourine? No, tambourine. more like timpani. Are you familiar with uh, a food product called molasses? Yeah, kind of. 
to my taste recollection, tamarind is kind of like a Mexican molasses. Okay. Hmm. So anyway, puke. It's an African it tree. Very clever. How you immediately sent back a photo, like in response to my Mexican grocery store, with you <laughs> in front of the Taco Bell sign. That was very good. Because I happened to be when I got that message, I happened to be wandering around the Taco Bell corporate headquarters, probably getting looked at. I don't know. They probably aren't open. No one's working there these days. Hmm. Here's but, uh, a tangent inspired by neat. Brett's tornado comment. When is it going to be racist to call the Mexican language Spanish? When are we going to realize that that's pretty racist? What? What do you mean? Well, because imperialism. Well, there's yeah. lots of dialects of Spanish. You mean probably even within Mexico? Yeah, like Mexicans don't. Yeah, the true one is super gay sounding. What? Spanish. Yeah, <laughs> like in Spain. Oh, like Spanish, Spanish. Like, oh, that's they from Espanol. Andalusia. <laughs> yeah. That's Andalusia. Andalusia. See. Sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, yeah. I know what you mean. I, I think I've actually heard this. I heard about this recently. Andalusia, and but then it's also Barcelona. So yeah, I guess maybe all yeah, of Spain. Yeah, that's a good one. You know where puke hails from? Oh boy. <laughs> Our, come on, you can get it. Everyone can get it, right? Bar- we'll wait for the chat then, bar- I guess. Bar- Barcelona? There you go. <laughs> nice. Oh, I thought we were going to say Arkansas. <laughs> 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 So, Fun with lisps. <laughs> so you got more Spanish uh, destinations you want to talk yeah, about on the Alex, show? I you bought the something store. today. I brought something. You bought something today. I bought multiple things. What was your biggest multiple purchase today? The largest I fucking hope it was. Was <laughs> a ticket from Miami. Also a Spanish name. Miami. Miami. Bienvenido a Miami. To, oh shit, what's the name of that? Managua. Yeah. Managua. Where's Managua? Managua, Nicaragua. Yeah. Nicaragua is uh, not a good place from everything I can tell. <laughs> Except oh. for, uh, actually, here's a bright side. that we I did. mean, it's beautiful, but so was beautiful. Cuba back when everyone was dying. Also, their COVID mm. numbers are way better than the United States. That's because nobody can afford to get a test. Uh, you can say that, but I'm just going to look at the bright side and say their COVID numbers are way better. Oh, I'm than looking the at the bright States. side. Mm. Trust me. I wonder if their numbers are better because there's less fat people because they don't have food. That's a good point. Ah, uh, they're fat. There's yeah, there's uh, a lot of yeah. Garbage. They have <laughs> rice. They have rice yeah. and beans. Yeah, they're fat. Don't worry. They have no meat. <laughs> you want to see a person? What a person who doesn't eat meat looks no, like? No, they have good meat. What? At least Costa Rica did. Uh, Nicaragua might be mm. totally different because I know people who've traveled there and they're like, it's just fucking rice. Oh, it's well. just fucking rice and beans. You know, for an entire month, I ate nothing but arrows con pollo. Uh, that would be rice with chicken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And butter. See. That's mm. all I ate. Why? It was great. Because it was fucking delicious. Oh. <laughs> what kind of spices meal. did you use? Salt. No, but but you, wait, Salty somebody butter. made this food for you. No, I made it. How did you know how to make rice and chicken? I had to run a restaurant. Oh. Okay. All right. I didn't cook for anybody else. <laughs> just me. So you just put chicken? I made drinks for people. Okay. Yeah, there was a big like hibachi looking grill, like a big griddle. And thing. you just put those things on there. And uh, yeah. You boil rice. No, I think I put it on the thing. No. Okay, you're probably right. I boil it. I don't know. <laughs> you put it on the You might thing. have had uh, what was called was a side, like a, a, a uh, what do they call that? A line chef making rice. No. You didn't have a guy. No. If you're the head chef all of a sudden. I was not the head chef. You're going to want a couple of guys. <laughs> I was not the head chef. I was the guy. On. You were the side chef. 
Sure. Who was the head chef? The person who was tending bar less frequently than me. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, you want a guy who's just making rice and beans. A rice guy. A rice guy. Well, yeah, a rice guy. It wasn't a fucking, like, chow hall. No, no, no. You've been in the kitchen of a restaurant. Yeah. You have a rice guy. You have a bean guy. You have a salad guy. You have a dessert guy. They could be women. I was just in the kitchen of a fancy restaurant in Columbus last week. How'd you get in there? Uh, I followed Drew. Followed Drew. Oh, what a guy. Drew gets in the kitchens. I just walked right in. We exited (laughs) through the kitchen. I'm like, I should be being chased by somebody. And for some reason, the the kitchen staff is kind of unaffected by this chase. I had the scary feeling about Drew that what if he doesn't actually know any of these people? And he's just so gregarious and pretends he knows them and they just fucking go along with it. Oh, yeah. You, or they're scared of him because <laughs> yeah. he's big. I don't know. I think about Drew and I just like he has a basket on his shoulder and he's just carrying us all in it. Yeah. That's how it feels. Do you ever feel that way with Drew? Like you're in a basket and he's carrying you like an elephant? When I'm walking through a kitchen <laughs> and I'm not sure if he knows the people in there. Yeah. Do you believe that he knows them? I mean, I'd probably put 80, 80% of my 100 chips on it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was just kind of like, what if he doesn't know these people? But I think maybe the level of his knowing might be inflated. Like, your perception of his knowledge of these people could be inflated. Like, they might only know him as the guy who comes in occasionally and brings something. They don't even know what he brings. He might only know, they might only know that about him. Or they just think, everyone in the kitchen just thinks, oh, that's so-and-so's friend. But this gregarious man. But there's no so-and-so. Yeah. No one-so. He says, I'm Drew. I'm not just going to leave it as like, oh, hey, it's me again. We're going to be friends. Because that's how it was with me, you know? Like he said, can I interview interview you for my show? Mm -hmm. I said, sure. And after that, we were like great friends. Yeah. So it's like with some people, it just doesn't take a lot. I met Drew's parents. I was molested by their dog. Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about it. Uh, what kind of a dog was it? Was there... But dogs uh, don't really have... I was a dog who molested <laughs> you. I arrived... And you were this age. Yeah, this was last week. Hmm. I arrived and I had uh, three plus hours of driving slash phone calls slash emails coming in that I needed to catch up on. And all I needed to do was hop on the computer and like spend 15 minutes just taking care of some business. Yes. So I went, ooh, reach my destination. Going to go inside, hook into the Wi-Fi. 15 minutes on the computer is all I need. However, Drew's parents were in there watching The Wire, and they were very talkative people and very nice people. So one, Oh, I can imagine. They must be lovely. The Wire is playing, and these people are trying to talk to me. So I can't be rude and just be like, shut up. I'm computering. Mm-hmm. Right, and then there's this dog, this pug, and this pug apparently doesn't like anybody. But a pug can't molest a all grown man. animals like me. And I'm sitting there on my laptop, and this pug will not stop like somersaulting against my face. But it's not molesting you; it's helpless. A pug can't even fuck another pug. I think you can fuck a man. <laughs> I'm serious. They have to be husbanded. You know about animal husbandry? Not much. Okay. Well, an animal husband is a person who like helps animals do things, as I understand it. That doesn't sound like a good title. I well, okay, sure. 
But like, say there's two pugs, and it's like we need to breed these pugs, and they say, okay, pugs, go for it. You know, one with the dick, put it in the vagina of the other pug. But if you look at the shape, like, like you know. But if you look at the shape of them, they can't even figure out how to do that. Right. And you look at that pug and you're just like, it's going to suffocate. Yeah, exactly. So you have to take them and put them together and like one in each hand and kind of push them. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. And you can do the sounds if you want, but you don't have to. <laughs> it helps. Right. And then um, like they'll get the idea. You know, you ever been like in a situation where like all your friends are like, you got to, you two got to hook up. And then one friend walks up and goes, I'm a person husbander. Yeah. <laughs> and they grab you and they grab the other person. And, and they start go, pushing uh, your butts uh, together yeah. until you become erect. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then they turn you around. So you don't have much to worry about. If, if, if Animals that you could be raped by? A pug's pretty far down the list. It's at the bottom. We jumped a pretty far away from molestation <laughs> to rape. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, I don't know, sexual assault? Well, I mean, they're both on the sexual assault spectrum, but I feel like if I had to choose, I'd rather be molested. If I was a pug animal husbanderer, I would, uh, my title would be changed to pug plugger. That's not bad. But that could also be like, uh, I'm a doctor who spays mm. and neuters pl- pugs. Yeah. But only okay. pugs. <laughs> or somebody who's a hitman for only pugs. Yeah. <laughs> Puts them out of their misery because they don't have teeth. He advertises mainly on angryhusbands.com. Mm. Um, holy shit, where were we? Nicaragua. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Nicaragua. Uh, are we going to get uh, murdered? So Alex bought plane tickets today, Puke. Uh, I feel like the likelihood of getting murdered is pretty low. Um, slightly lower than the likelihood of becoming a political prisoner indefinitely. Oh. <laughs> but, mm. yeah, so I'll, I'm sure at some point in the future I'll get into the reasons for going, but I basically said, hey, Puke, you want to go to Nicaragua? You can stay in a very cool house. And Puke said, yeah, sure. And I said, hey, Alex, want to go to Nicaragua? We can stay in a pretty cool house. And Alex said, yeah, sure. So we're going to Nicaragua. There's no turning back now. <laughs> And, uh, Puke, just so you know, on the way home, we have mm-hmm. quite the time to kill in Miami. So we're going to go oh. to South Beach and get some dinner. But Cubans, uh, Cuban sandwiches. We're going to have to blindfold Alex until we get into a restaurant. I know. I'm going to find that restaurant, and I know roughly the geographic location of it now based on the fact that we completely failed. And we're going to go there, and Brett's not going to be there, and it's going to be so great. What the fuck does that mean? What it was ever not great without me? Ocean's Wait, thir- what was ever no, great without what Ocean's, was ever not great when I was there? When we went to Ocean's 13, <laughs> when we ended up at Ocean's 13, it was not your fault, it was my fault, but that was a poor experience. Now we're going to uh, make up for that experience by going to the place that I wanted to go that's going to be fantastic, but you're not going to be there, so I will still owe you a fantastic choice of dinner. Ah. All right. Well, uh, so you're talking about something that's kind of correlative versus yeah. causal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me yeah. not being there at it's a good a, time. The, there's a mix of paints, and your color is not going to be in the, the mix. What if we end up going to Nicaragua? Well, I could meet you guys in Miami. You want and, me to meet you in Miami? Sure. But wait. Now We're only there for about eight hours. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> it might not be worth it. Um, I'll drive. But what if we end up going to Nicaragua and like basically play out the movie Bananas? I'm not familiar. What do you know? 
Woody okay, Allen. Yeah. Uh, and basically, we we start a revolution and overthrow the the dictator. Mm. Yeah, we accidentally become Che Guevara. You uh, heard no. about like, well, that's what happened in Bananas, but in the case of Nicaragua, it would be the opposite of Che Guevara. It is a play on Banana Republic. Do you know yeah. what a Banana Republic mm-hmm. is? Nicaragua. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> where, where? Well, I, uh, I feel like this is a path we shouldn't get down because this is exactly how we get taken political prisoners. Yeah, Ortega listens to this episode. He is a fan. Uh, he is listening to this episode. Big fan until we start talking about his country. His country. And now he's he's already got the paperwork set up. He's looking for our, our identifications. He's logging our flight. And he says, when these come in, put them in prison. Yeah. I think we'll be all right. Or, okay, best case scenario, we go down there and we're fucking royalty. Because we, as soon as we land, we instantly become the richest people in the country. <laughs> Besides Ortega. Right. But there must be money there. Is there are there expats there? Not really. Really? Yeah. There's the, a yeah. There's got to be a few there's in the entire like country. A, no, I learned uh, in the entire country. There's about five thousand U.S. citizens inside of it. Yes. Jesus Christ, we got to find them. <laughs> well, one just died. So there's, there's that. About four thousand nine hundred ninety-nine yeah. U.S. citizens. Um, but no, we'll be fine. If my fucking feeble old dad could survive for seven years, we're fine. Well, but he here's the thing oh. that your dad had on us. What? Your dad spoke had Spanish. being a spoke Spanish and he was a feeble old man. We're kind of we're we're at a, a, a an age where we look like, you know, we're not little kids who are clearly targets for human trafficking, mm-hmm. but we're also just of an age where it's like we don't get the ah that's an old guy. I might say some things to him, but I'm not going to mess with him cuz he's some old guy. Yeah, but we're not going to get fucked with cuz we're three strapping Ah, uh, but Men. are you there to start a revolution? And right, we could get you're shot. also going to have much larger mm. anal cavities than a child. Mm, so true. it's like these guys <laughs> could be here to load up. You know, yeah. they're bots. Mule. Yeah. Mules, yeah. You ever seen that Tom Cruise movie? Yeah, that's how we can pay for the trip. <laughs> so um, I think we'll be fine. And... Other than the plane tickets, it's gonna be a fucking cheap, uh, cheap trip. Were the plane tickets expensive? They ended up being, yeah. If we would have pulled the trigger three days ago, it actually wouldn't have been too terrible. Now it's not terrible given the context, but it's like, yeah, okay, yeah. All right, it's a decent price. I think the bit nine hundred bucks. Oh, uh, total uh, shit! I had to do the math. Yeah, yeah, basically, roughly nine hundred okay. bucks each. That's not bad. Yeah, I don't think for Nicaragua. I mean, I wouldn't think that there's a lot of flights going. Yeah, there. that's the thing. Like in the next like seven years, there's like four flights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That I was, I was thinking part. they would have been like fifteen or sixteen hundred bucks. So it's going to be a hell of a flight out. That's for sure. I think the I think to your point though that we're going to be fine. That's honestly one of my biggest reasons for going. Last year, about this time, what was the game? The game for Alex Bell was, this is what a pandemic looks like. Go to Costco. This is what a pandemic looks like. Go to Max's. This is what a pandemic looks like. Drive from Ohio to Pennsylvania. And realize the whole time that if you watch the news and you buy into that narrative and you let that be how you feel like the world is, we're in a pandemic. It's very scary. People are dying left and right. We're all going to die. But if you just lived in the actual world, Mm -hmm. 
Some things were different. You and, and I were troubling. took like the first nice day and we drove around in the Miata with the top down yeah. looking at people walking on the sidewalks. And we went, this is yeah, wonderful. Exactly. So it was like pandemic uh, is a scary idea. But when you're living in the middle of one, at least in the case of COVID-19, hey, it's it, like, yeah, it's not great. And I don't wish it upon anyone or the world, but it was survivable. Similarly, Nicaragua dictator, like they say all these things on the U.S. website, like don't go here. Political prisoners, high crime. Uh, COVID-19. But I bet when we go there... Pure propaganda. Paradise on Earth. Yeah. It'll it'll, it'll probably be great. (laughs) I don't know about that, but... I will have my guard up more than if I'm just walking around Pittsburgh, but I bet we'll come back. It really was not that bad, and then it'll be like, look, this is what it looks like to go to a banana republic. Maybe don't spend all your days going there because it's kind of a die roll. You know, if you live in Nicaragua you got more exposure to becoming a political prisoner than just being there for a week. But yeah, I think we come back and we're like, we're fucking world travelers. We went to one of the, the shittier places on earth and we survived. So, <laughs> well, here, here's okay. I think all you really have to worry about is like, keep your wallet in your front pocket. Mm-hmm. Like tape it to your dick. That way you'll definitely <laughs> notice if somebody's taking it. That's how I carry my cash anyway. I just put it, like I wrap it around the peen and yeah. duct tape it. So you're fine. Mm-hmm. Um, other than probably, that, don't look probably weak. shouldn't. Probably shouldn't bring my big uh, expensive camera. Oh, on that note, you're in luck. So, puke, you don't oh, need to bring your camera for any reason whatsoever. I think oh. we can make this entire trip with purely just a carry-on. We can spread out the zoom and the mics uh, amongst our carry-ons and be in good shape uh Mm. assume you're gonna sweat from the minute you land until the minute you leave so there's no reason to bring a ton of clothes you're gonna smell and you're gonna sweat Mm. and that's that it's gonna be 90 some degrees and there's gonna be nearly no air conditioning in the entire country um so there's that but we do have a new car to drive in you're gonna want to go to the beach you don't want to go in the ocean i don't think so is there a pool at the house. Yes. Ooh. Um, and I got work to do. I'm, I'm going there for not necessarily fun purposes. You don't think you can work in the ocean? I need internet. <laughs> you get a little floaty uh, thing. You set up a desk on it. <laughs> they call those boats. I uh, I spent a lot of time in the ocean in Costa Rica, and something happened that made me go, I have no reason to go back in this ocean down Jellyfish. here. Jellyfish. No, worse. Uh, score uh, Stingray? Nope, worse. You sh- uh, I saw jellyfish and stingrays in Florida. Plenty. Shark. Okay. All right. Wait, yes. Wait. Shark. Shark. It, and what did it do? It molested you. No. Okay. I was out there. <laughs> you have a thing. You get molested by animals. I was out there surfing, and when you surf, you have to be way the fuck out. Yep. And uh, you just sit there, and you're just sitting there waiting on a surfboard, legs dangling, looking like the most delicious things ever to mm-hmm. a shark. And then you're surfing, and you come back to the shore, and you go, "Why is nobody in the water?" And they go, "El Tiburon." The shark. Like that. That's a green car. Deals meal. <laughs> My God. No mas. Aye. No more. Yeah. So. I feel like I could get by down okay down there. <laughs> um, so. Um, oh, also puke. Bad news. Oh, I have to get the good news for you. But mm. the bad news for you, the really bad news is everybody is going to try and fuck you on the exchange rate. So because mm. of your um, aversion to doing quick math. Let Alex and I do every transaction for you. And agreeableness. You're a nice guy. Yeah. 
Well, can't can't we just exchange the money in the airport but uh, beforehand? Yeah, but uh, maybe that was mostly my plan. Your your dollar is more valuable though. If I, my dollar is... oh, like a physical dollar, cash. American. Yeah, like so the Cordoba is devalued. It's relative to the to the dollar, but it's worth less. So like the dollar, yeah, is worth whatever number of Cordobas plus five percent. So it's better to do business in dollars. Gotcha. But aren't you going to? And you're saying uh, the that five percent gets eaten by the uh, currency transaction fee. No. Well, maybe it gets eaten by the grift. Yeah, they just see to get around the grift. Well, well. So what I'm saying, and let's do some math on the show, because why shouldn't we do some math on the show? Let's have a yeah. Let's a uh, math segment. If one dollar is worth five thousand Cordoba, for the sake of math on the show. Mm-hmm. Then why do I not just swap my one dollar for five thousand Cordoba now? Because then- there's some banking regulations or some shit with the exchange rate and some legalese that dictates that the Cordoba is always five percent lower than the dollar after the exchange rate conversion. Mm. So if mm. one dollar is worth transactionally five thousand Cordoba. If I swap it first, I will not get five thousand. I will get four thousand nine hundred and eighty Cordoba, whatever the five percent is. Maybe five percent of five thousand is uh, twenty-five, two hundred fifty. Yes. Yeah. Very interesting. But I also feel like uh, Puke has a thing uh, that he's on the right track. Why don't we blend in more? We're not going to blend. Uh, in. I don't know that I could do that. Well, I mean, we'll have our stupid American accents, but we at least are like, hey, I respect your country and I have your money. Well, first of all, I can get a tan. You guys are very white. Dude, you don't know about my tan game, but You think you're going to get a tan and look like one of them? No, but I can get a tan. I think I his, can look like I've been there for a while. I feel like his bone structure is more akin to what I imagine a Nicaraguan. Aiken. Yeah. <laughs> If you get sunburned, like you start aching. This kind of uh, big bones, muscly gorilla rude. kind of thing you got going on is very rude. Is it feels Nicaraguan to me? Especially oh my if you god! Nice dark tan. I need to go, I I need to go vomit. So. I don't think. Yeah, that would help uh, lose weight if that's what you want to <laughs> do. What yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. Well, yeah, and you can drink whiskey fast and probably get sick. <laughs> so, um, anyway, there's no way we can blend in. If you have matching shoes, you're going to stand out. If you have matching shoes that weren't home built, you're going to stand out. Um, How hard would it well, be to build shoes at home? <laughs> Done. I, I know a pair of loafers that Andrew has right now that'll blend Good right point. in. Good yep. point. I can wear my loafers. Those I'll loafers blend right blend the fuck Let's in. put right all in. our shoes together. We'll mix them up, yeah. right? And then we'll age them. I'll give up a pair of shoes for you guys to have a good, safe time in Nicaragua. Yeah. Do you okay. have like some New Balances? I feel like we should have New Balances. I have one, one Ciccone, which is seems very central and South American. It does. <sighs> Soccery. Soccery. Pumas. Adidas. Oh, wear a soccer jersey and you'll blend in. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but what if I get the wrong team? Oh, then you'll get killed. Jesus. Yeah. It's the Nicaraguan national team. Ah, that might be. They might think that's. They would. Uh, they probably like Barcelona. <laughs> we should make a sock puke next design idea for the show yeah. a soccer jersey from Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> um but the good news for you puke mm-hmm. you don't have to bring your camera because my dad uh has always been a photographist and he has a bunch of expensive cameras down there 
that are not being oh. used. Oh. So there are some, when you get there, there are some photos you're going to have to take with these cameras, but there's no reason you can't use them. And I'm going to come back with, oh, shit. I, that's why I was just thinking. I'm going to have a bag to check on the way home. I think what it, mm. we should explore DHL. That might be a better move. Because DHL has been in the business for centuries <laughs> of getting parcels to and from. You mean centuries? Centuries. <laughs> DHL <laughs> for centuries. Like if you think about uh, Wells Fargo. Uh, where did Wells Fargo come from? Wells Fargo came from a time when people were like, hey. Minnesota. I've got a lot of money. I'm going to go out west and uh, buy a gold stake and buy a bunch of tools and wear suits, and that's great. And then it turns out if you carry $1,000 in cash in South Dakota in 1845, you get robbed. You get killed by Indians. So old Wells Fargo thought to himself, you know what? What if I get some tough sons of bitches? We get a real armored up stagecoach. We're going to ride four deep into the engine territory. They try to mess with us. We got repeating rifles. New concept, repeating rifles. We got those now. Rifled muskets even maybe in the beginning. Mm, in the early days, yeah, that, that was a possibility. And so now Wells you know Fargo, giant bank, started from... I bet puke does. Of yeah. a rifled carbine <laughs> and just a regular carbine? And a musket. I meant rifling. Rifling is a big difference. Carbine a, is also different. Well, than, no, I mean, this was the big difference in the Civil War is that the South had these old muskets that fired these lead balls that when they exploded, flattened, and they tumbled out of the guns. And the rifling of the inside of the barrel of the gun spins the bullet, so mm -hmm. it makes it more accurate, like a spiral of a football yeah. versus yep. a knuckleball, mm -hmm. which is what a musket mm -hmm. fires. Yeah. So, But a knuckle puck is real confusing to the goalie. Yeah. you want to <laughs> Just like you, a knuckleball is to a batter. Yeah, knuckleball. There's a good documentary about that. I'm sorry, I derailed the Wells Fargo. Uh, well, the Wells Fargo is a, just a little vignette uh, to then paint the story of DHL, a similar company with similar ideals of, hey, it's real hard to get things into and out of this place uh, in a small parcel sort of way. Let's figure out how to do that. Let's do some Wild West shit. Let's go to the deepest, darkest jungles. Let's deliver Amazon packages. And then let's take stuff out of the Amazon and deliver those packages to people in the United States. So I think that might be a good move because right because we were already talking about getting political political prisonered, getting our bags stolen, getting our wallets stolen if they're in the back pocket. So doing the carry on thing, I think, just keeps us tighter, keeps us more focused, keeps us less likely to get robbed. I agree, but I have fifteen years, of, sixteen years of history of trying to ship things to Costa Rica, which is. Like a plantain republic as opposed to a banana republic. Mm. Plantains are tasty. <laughs> and that was difficult enough. So you're thinking, you're thinking DHL is not going to be able to come through? I us. don't think so. So I think I'm going to have mm. to come back to this country with a trumpet in tow. My goal is to get a trumpet. I'm bringing back a trumpet. You're to mule that shit back. Well, the good news is we have a lot more time on the way back than we do on the way there as far as waiting for packages that may or may not also be on the plane with us. You could probably smuggle stuff in a trumpet, too. Oh, yeah. I went oh, down to Costa Rica with a trumpet. Filled with money. <laughs> My first trip, I had a trumpet. I had a trumpet, a bunch of money, and a Rolex. Mm -hmm. when I went to Costa Rica for the first time. <laughs> first international travel for Andrew on his own. Trumpet, Rolex, money. And he came back with nothing but stories. Yeah. I came back with literally nothing. I came back with a strip club taking all of my money. 
End of story. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Want to take a break and then yes, pick I got up pee. an hour too? Yeah. Um, so yeah, puke, you get access to cameras. I assume they're good. Well, if not, I'll just... Is there even anything to photograph? Uh, poverty? Or is it just like... Uh, but yeah, poverty. It's Dark an poverty. extremely volcanic area. Ooh! It's We're going to be two kilometers from Lake Nicaragua. We're going to be there like 20 kilometers from the Pacific. Uh, it seems like there's a lot to photograph. I think you're going to find yourself in photographic heaven, from what I can tell. Well, we'll see. I'll, uh, I got my phone. You know, that does pretty good photos. So, traveling light. That'll be the name of the game. Alex isn't even bringing his phone or his laptop. Uh, I'm, I'm, fig- I'm figuring out what the play is there. I've got uh, things to gain, things to lose, things to do. I'm trying to f- optimize. So, chat, if we're not back in this country on May 16th, <laughs> uh, start a war. <laughs> Send out the uh, call the consulate. Go to break. Isn't that what you do? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Cliffhanger for hour two. Dios mio. Let's see. I, uh, what would happen to the show? It would just be me. <laughs> oh, you mean if we if we never came back? If you never come back, the <clears throat> show get, is just me. You have to stop school sucks and do only this show. Uh, yeah. I will I I promise that's what I will do. <laughs> Oh, I did set up Brett as the executor of my estate. Jesus, I haven't even thought that far. It has nothing to do with this trip to Nicaragua. It just has to do with, like, I'm likely to die in, you know, the next year. I don't know. In Nicaragua. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if you'll die before I do. Probably. It's the Brett and Puke Show. Brett stayed home from Nicaragua. Puke escaped the country. Yeah, why are you going? Well, Andrew and Alex were killed, and now it's just Puke and Brett. Hey, Puke, welcome back to the show. I made it out alive. Yeah. I was Sorry about the, uh, the other guys. The oh. I know. It was a crazy story. Whew. What? So what happened? That's- well, it turns out that you can only shove so many drugs in a butt before it actually kills you. Mm, I know, and they practiced mm. here before they left, and yeah. both of their butts uh, seemed pretty expansive. They worked them good. Yeah, so they just they they kind of they got overconfident. Got My greedy. understanding is Alex Andrew's very competitive. He says, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I can fit more stuff in my butt than you, Alex. Then says, uh, well, I'm going to outdo you, right? So it was yeah. Alex who had the bag burst in his ass first, and he died first, or how did that all work? Yeah, I mean, it was pretty similar timing, actually. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I, the toxicology report will let us know exactly how Take much was in the weeks. bloodstream, I mean, but I, I think I, it was, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was just crazy timing. Uh, I didn't, you know... I was able to get the cash. That's what mattered. And I squeezed out a few drugs for myself. 
And, uh, you know, then I just hoofed it. It took me 16 weeks, but I got across Mexico. And uh, then because there's no border wall, I just walked in. I said, hey, I'm American. You know, the, the mules, they have a saying, there's nothing as satisfying as pushing something out of your butt worth money. Yeah. You know, because it's so rare yeah. in life. So I understand what Andrew and Alex were up to. Now, how did this even happen? Because I, I, I don't know. I, I knew they were practicing putting stuff in their butts before they left. But... I thought it kind of thought the idea was just to have a safe trip, make sure you get home, get back to the things here that were important, not to be. Well, coming. I mean, it was kind of you know, it was an opportunity, yeah, a story for if the show, go, for the show, yeah, I mean, for the show, and you're going to make some bucks, you know, pays for the plane ticket. I mean, why not? Sort of in the spirit of Nick R, put something yeah. in your butt for a story on the when show. When you're in Nick R, Ragua, <laughs> you got to put stuff in your butt. <laughs> You know, Alex's nickname in Spanish is La Mula. <laughs> the mule? Mm-hmm. See. Five! Oh, Jesus. Um. <laughs> oh, wait. We have to do the outro song. <clears throat> this has been the Puke and Bread Show. Yes, we had some drops of Andrew that we used at the end to remember him before he died trying to smuggle drugs back from Nicaragua. Five, four, three. showered since friday what do you think of that i haven't what? showered since friday why that's only two days that's a long time what's uh, the longest nah. you've ever gone without showering not in a central american country a week oh. what when how driving a truck really where are you gonna, i'm not I'm, gonna shower in one of these truck stop showers not at a pilot no never showered a truck stop shower so you'd go a week yeah how would your balls be Smelly, probably. Okay. I didn't smell them. Why but would I smell I've gone them? a week. Puke's gone a week. Fucking but I was me. also out of the country, so I don't know if it counts. Yeah. How long has an American not showered in America? Oh, in America? Yeah. Probably their whole life. There was this kid in high school, Terrence. I don't think he ever showered. <laughs> yeah. He had there was a kid in basic training like that. Oh. There's a kid in basic training who was so dirty that they yelled at him and forced him to shower. Brett. Yeah. Vignette. <laughs> yes. Spell it. What? My name? No, vignette. Vignette? Yeah. Uh, ooh, Andrew. Uh-oh. I was thinking about it. I wrote it down. I could not do it. I v- could not okay. spell it. V-I-N-E-T-T-E. V-I-G-N-E-T-T-E. No. Vignette. I know there's a G in there somewhere. Yeah. Wait, did you did you just guess or did you actually spell it? Puke. Uh, wait a minute. I'm I'm pretty certain that I spelled it correctly. I think he did. Yeah, there is a G in there. Okay, so yeah. V I oh, I know there's a G in there. N E T T T E G. You know why I know that? Because I am constantly applying the vignette effect on my photographs, and it is a setting in Adobe Lightroom. Oh. oh. oh.
Cats. I used it a lot. I've oh. used it a lot too in video. And I, ah, I did a thing. <laughs> spelled a word. Fuck I, you, Andrew. <laughs> I want a spelling bee on this show, though. I want to point that out. <laughs> I know you did. It's February 2018. Go back yeah. and find that, everyone. Man, and I've that. I don't think a day goes by that I don't think about how poor my spelling has gotten. We should do a math bee because of that. My math. Ugh. Two plus seven times two. I spent all day six doing math today. For twenty-eight. Sixteen. Um, Sixteen. Wait, what? No. I don't two know what you said. Seven times two. Forty-two. I you said two times seven times two. Sixteen. Sixteen is right. Two plus seven times two. Yep. How's that possible? Pemdas, motherfucker. Pem fucking das. Pemdas. Oh. Parentheses. This is what happens when you drop out of high school in the graduation line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Multiplication. But I, went, when I graduated. I'm terrible at math. I'm out. Kids driving away in his cap and gown. Is like, was he supposed to? Is about to graduate? Andrew was off by whatever um, two over seventeen is. Do another math B question. One more. This will be the champion question. Uh, three divided by two times six. Three two. Wait. Three divided by two times six, uh, four. That sounds right to me. No. 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 Nine. It's not. It's, it's not. way more it's complicated it's than nine. that. It's nine. It is nine. Three divided by two is 1.5 times six is nine. Division multiplication can be done at the same time. In this, Yeah. <laughs> and then you work front to back. Or you could work back to front if you want. No need for PEMDAS. That's how you uh, wipe. <laughs> <laughs> With PEMDAS. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we doing math? What the fuck I don't know because on, it makes for stupid. bad podcast content that then well, becomes that's the true. exchange rate. The exchange rate in Nicaragua is the recording going, Andrew. All right, so if I have to buy anything, Jesus I'm just going to point Christ. at Alex and hand it Yeah, it's going. Say, uh, relax. Jesus. Are we recording? Yeah, 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 we're recording. What, 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 he what says it in, like with credulity, like, "Oh, there's, well, of course we are." Yeah, yeah. I've never like fucked, fucked up that six up. or seven weeks in a row. <laughs> oh, I was uh, bike riding today in Pittsburgh Gross. in a very um, inclusive and tolerant neighborhood, and I wanted to report back on a sign I saw. Uh huh. It's a mirror outside of the coffee shop called Biddles. Oh yeah, I've and, been to Biddles Escape. Biddle, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it has something to do with people with who broke these out of or T's. D's. All right, so it says, to accommodate... This is a mirror with writing on it outside of their outdoor seating area. Mm -hmm. To accommodate anti-maskers, we have provided this space away from everyone else where you can stare at your reflection since apparently you're the only person you care about. Somebody made that, and no process, no part of the process of making that did they go, this is a bad idea. This is cunty. They finished making it. It's a made thing. It's not some thrown together thing. It is something you had to send away it's to printed, be made professionally printed, printed professionally by yep. people who make mirrors. Mm -hmm. Meaning there might be more of one, <laughs> one than one of these. The printer never called the client and said, "Are you sure you want to be this much of a cunt?" I had the opposite experience at Biddles. No, but in an equally woke neighborhood. What was the neighborhood? Mexican War Streets. Mexican War Streets is woke, but it's... Uh, oh, that's how's it not woke? It's not Mexican. That's the thing. It's not Mexican. Yeah, we need to change it's, the name of Mexican War Streets. So I, Section We need to have eight. a war about the Mexican War Streets. I went to... Uh, just real quick, real quick insert here. 
You know, sometimes you insert in uh, in our content, and then we maybe come back to what we were talking no, about. No, we always that. stay very focused. Okay, yeah. Um, we never divert. Whatever the Mexican area was, which is Brooklyn, uh, Brook- Brookline. No, it's Beachview. Brookline and Beachview. The, the, this grocery store, Las Palmas, was definitely in Brookline. Um, I would live in that neighborhood because I bet those people do not suffer any fools. No. I bet they do not give a fuck about So I would live... I'd be a minority in a Mexican-speaking neighborhood, which is not like a preposterous thing, I don't think. I might enjoy that. might be fun, you know, versus like wanting to live in one of these other neighborhoods. And they're, it's happening everywhere. I got to tell you, I was on my uh, the phone with my mom for 45 <laughs> minutes, and I've always said on this show, I've always gone, I grew up in this town where it was mixed politically, and you know it was real conservative because it was New Hampshire, live free or die, and people moved up from Massachusetts, and they were liberal uh, fucking idiots, but everybody got along because they understood that community was a greater priority. Now there are people who are literally moving there to fucking ruin the town. Yeah. Yeah. They're trying to defund and shut down the Brentwood Newsletter which is a little yellow flyer that people get in the mail, has a budget of $10,000 a year to send everybody in the town a free copy because they have an op-ed section and somebody wrote something asking Sounds like Chinese propaganda. About, hey, is racism <laughs> too much? Hashtag stop Asian hate. Are we using the term racism to cover too many things? So then the surrounding towns are like, Brentwood is racist, the Brentwood newsletter is racist, Needs to be shut down. Mm. So this is what my mom, who has been a volunteer for this thing for 40 years, uh, wanted to uh, vent to me about last night when I called her. What's the talent show? The talent show? Yeah. What about the talent show? What is it? What's it for? Who's it? What's the organization? What do you know about the talent show? I saw videos of the talent show. <laughs> I was in a town. We used to. Do- I saw videos of your brother imitating the weatherman. We oh, we used. To I do- saw videos of your mom like singing and dancing. I used to be in it, too, when I was young. I didn't see that. They're on VHS. Did you dress like a sailor boy? No, I did, like, impressions and skits. Mm. Oh. Uh, I was hoping you were, like, a young Michael Jackson. No. Uh, the stage name was Jekyll Maxson. <laughs> <laughs> Jekyll. I was called the Brentwood Variety <laughs> Show. And, you know, the Vinats were uh, kind of a feature. The Brentwood. It was a vignette of Vinats. Uh, I was just trying to think how to do a joke of that. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah, now this little town that was so quaint and so lovely is fucked by this mob. Full of cunts. Yep. But here, I'm like, I will... I don't know. I'm very frustrated because when I was moving here in 2018, Mm -hmm. the whole city was open to me. Mm Mm-hmm. Now I'm looking at these places. I'm going, I could never live there. I could right? never have oh, no. these people be my neighbors. I was walking on the war streets and there was a couple sitting on their stoop mm-hmm. and we were approaching them and everyone was very friendly. Yeah. Everyone said, hi, we, 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 pet, we pet dogs. We had our coffees. We went to Randy land. And, and, and in contrast to your mirror, I saw a mirror that was reminiscent of the intro to the Simpsons where Bart was writing on the chalkboard yeah. repeatedly. Right. Yeah. Um, but instead it said, wait, let's guess. What's your first guess of what it says? Mine is black lives matter of what the, I'm sorry. I was thinking about this sign in Brightwood and how I would approach it. A mirror with repeated, uh, a, a phrase repeated on it. What was the phrase repeated on the mirror? Is it yeah. race or COVID? Narrow us down. Race or COVID related? Neither. What? Then what mm. could it be? Both. Neither. 
Um, it's a repeated phrase, so it's not one. Transgenders? No. Hmm. What are they, What else do these people not? What else do these people pretend to care about? <laughs> white. White makes. No, that's right. race. That's race. He so said it's not it's white people are bad. I said neither. It's neither. Neither. It's a repeated phrase. Yeah. Not race. Mm. Not trans. Not COVID. So what could it be? On a Mexican Wall Street's mayor on a Is stoop. it political? Political? Though. No. Then what could... So it's uh, some uh, kind of... Social. I'm putting this out there in contrast to your Biddles meter. Have a nice day. Let's go, Pens. You're close. Have a great day. That's also close, but no. Have a great evening. No. Is it a compliment? No. You are loved. Very close. You are... You are welcome here. Special. No. All you need is love. Mm. But that, and those that, same people only... are making these fucking mirrors outside of Biddles too. Yeah, that's the, the shitty that's part. the thing. That's like the the. No, this was written by hand. This wasn't manufactured this way. It was just an old mirror. What I'm saying is, isn't this a mirror an interesting thing in this neighborhood of tolerance and inclusion? Stand here by yourself, cunt. Yeah. Oh no, no, I get that. <laughs> yeah. I know it's not. It's not a neighborhood of tolerance and inclusion at all. Right. I know this neighborhood you speak of. I'm just saying. I felt good. Being in this neighborhood and seeing that sign, or that mirror, then going to Randyland, which was always delightful, and then the, but there was one negative. Okay. And that was walking through the neighborhood, and there was people sitting on their stoops, and this is a stoopy neighborhood. Yeah. It's very stoopy. It's, I've been there, yeah. It's yeah. great. Max, like more stoops. Yeah. If you want to sit outside, <laughs> outside of stoops, you don't have a lot of options. Like These houses go right up to the street. And I'd just go to a coffee a shop named Stoops. Oh, yeah. And outside is just a bunch of steps. Yeah, to sit on. Yeah. Enjoy your coffee. And they don't even have it inside. Um, but <clears throat> these people were sitting there. And as we're approaching, we're expecting another friendly couple of people. They're going to say hi. And if there's a dog, well, it'll be pet. These are the people on the stoop that also has a mirror that says all you need is love. No, different people. Oh. These people saw us coming and they masked up. They put masks Aww. on as they were sitting on their stoop. Oh, this is common. We were in Frick Park today riding bikes. I couldn't believe it. What the frick? It's it's 50-50. <laughs> At this point, uh, the good news is it's about 50-50, even in a place like Frick Park, which is beautiful, and I love that area, and it's so beautiful there, and it's so tragic that these are the people. And I just want to go there and help, you know? Like, reach out and help. Like, you have this beautiful area. Yeah, I've really been avoiding you, Pittsburgh. I can't. I but so you so now like this South Hills area, which is Beachview, Dormont, uh, Brookline. Oh, Dormont. Oh boy, that's kind of becoming the place where I'm looking. <laughs> Good luck. Wait, why? What? What? <laughs> Dormont. What about it? It's nothing but Jews and Asians who were terrified of COVID. Uh didn't feel that way. It is. How far is Dormont from the Highland Park Bridge? P- pretty far. Oh, it's a good. It's a good while. So, oh, okay. So we changed what our measure of centrality. No, I was just no. I was just saying like the Highland Park Bridge is. So look, I would like to. I, part of me, sorry if this is a little sappy, would like to live in a place where it's easy to get here while these guys are still here. You know, sorry if that's a little sappy. It's called Zelianople. So that's too far from. No, it's not. It you are incorrect. Zelianople is five minutes from Cranberry. Yeah, and, and Alex and I went there last night and had the most delightful dinner at the most delightful place. The Haven? Nope. 
The Harmony Inn. Harmony. Harmony. Harmony Inn. A failed experiment in communism from the 1800s. Yep. An insular community. It's extremely interesting. Utopian socialism. Yes. The people in uh, Biddle's coffee shop could probably learn a thing or two from the Harmony experiment. Mm, I don't think they really care about it. I don't think the left cares about that stuff anymore. Yeah. I really don't think they do. I think they're just like, all right, well, whatever George Bush's foreign policy is, we'll take that. And then just like rule by corporations, we'll take that. (laughs) Like that seems to be their priorities is like fucking... Whatever Amazon.com says. Yeah, Yeah, the left has turned into the 2009 John Cusack film War, Inc. The the left is... Dan Aykroyd is the vice president. The left is basically the Republicans in 2004. Hmm. Corporations, war... Well, Joe Biden's left. That's different than the Biden... Oh, there's a pretty base left left. of people like Jimmy Dore. Well, there's also a social justice left. Like, yeah, but I don't even think they care about economics anymore. AOC. I don't think I don't think they really. I think the people who still care about economics are like the Marxisty, like Jimmy Dore is cool and Marxists are right about a lot of the things they criticize, so they're fun to talk to. But um yeah, they they don't Marxists don't give a fuck about identity politics because they think it's a distraction. They think it's stupid. They and it is. It's like Dave Smith says, it's fucking a corporate plot. Which is so weird because I thought the whole idea was Marxist. What? Of like, or I guess it's more communist, international socialist. Identity politics? Yeah. They're, part because of the it was theory, like we tried, we tried the let's divide people by economic class. status yeah. and get people riled up to destroy things that way. Yeah. And it worked to a degree, but it kind of fizzled out. And so that plan has progressed over the decades into, well... People can't change the color of their skin. Well, right, but like so they can change their socioeconomic status. But they're both the politics of suspicion and resentment, right? Mm-hmm. So in the earlier version, the Marxist class version, and this this, this is it's like jealousy, hatred. Um, yes, there are people who have more, so they should be attacked. Um, and then it's just like, well, that would just let's just that obviously doesn't work. And people hear that shit and they look at like cuba or the soviet union and they just kind of laugh mm-hmm. uh north korea so let's just do identity i mean i i don't think the aim is mar like economic marxism or communism or even socialism I, it's, I think it's just control i think all they want is it's just the impulse to control everything mm. so this way it's like we can sh- get all our enemies to shut up by calling them racists so let's just do that. How, mu- how much and- do we think that's influenced by like, uh, let's call it, let's coin a phrase here. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's call it sino-totalitarianism. Sino-totalitarianism. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. What? It's uh, so like we, we, I think it's pr- over the past few years, it's been pretty common to, in certain circles, kind of make this link between social justice and like uh, a critical uh, theory school, Frankfurt school sort of mission to kind of divide and conquer the United States. Basically destroy the West. But now if we start bringing in some of the the latest findings in uh, China and its goals and its uh, preferences, Mm -hmm. we can think, well, the Marxist from an intellectual standpoint, Frankfurt School critical theory from an intellectual standpoint certainly has power, but what's kind of the motivation behind that? Because just people in academia can wield influence pretty well they're useful idiots i mean that's what the russians would have said is that yeah the american academics were easy to recruit because they hate all this traditional shit and they think they're on the cutting edge and 
Um, they will they will do the work of destroying Western culture for Marxism to come in. Mm-hmm. So now if you're saying like, oh, that's a great playbook that Russia didn't get to use, but China can, and say, oh, this will destroy the West and completely, you know, wreck the culture in this country and create all this, um, you know, division, and then we can move in for China. To yeah, sign, I guess sign, I called it China. I guess I may, be, I may be making the, I'm trying out the idea of the academics um what what do they really get like what do they really get out of being like i'm a critical theorist or i'm a um, marxist it's I know something you none don't of this know. is new it's entitlement and well the, well just for i think i think i don't know if we look at one angle like I, my instinct in this third of thought is that academics like it's a social status thing it's a i'm better than you thing i'm smarter than and you those are really cheap yep. those are basically just as cheap as paying somebody uh few hundred thousand dollars to to be a shill for whatever your cause is and because they don't know how the world really works they always make great useful idiots mm-hmm. and but so that, that people will take seriously too but if you think like it's shallow we all are pretty familiar with the idea of it's shallow to just be about getting money and it's very easy to manipulate people who only care about money because mm-hmm. money is easy to find if you're the right kind of person or institution similarly it's pretty shallow to just be about i'm better than other people I have social status because of some things that I say that other people cheer me for saying. And so that's also a, a, an equally easy lever to manipulate people by. It's like, oh, do you want social status? Well, we can change the winds of what gets you clout for uh, being this certain persuasion. Which is now being a victim or um, what do they call it? Advocating. An ally. An ally. An advi- Advocating yeah. for victims. But, you social d- but just like money, like doesn't have enough like getting more money only has so much sort of drive to action potential so too does status social status chasing so what's something that can kind of weather the buffeting storms and really be a true like broad strokes motivating force the buffeting storms is also my second favorite <laughs> Jimmy Buffett <laughs> tribute band buffeting storms is a pretty great one key west only some bar yeah they're local um yeah and that's where it's like uh the kind of motivation that comes from not only uh, a, a sort of culture and society and uh, a culture and society um, backed by a philosophy like Marxism um, and then all the resources that a state inside of that context has. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe like, I don't know what the point is other than just mental well, masturbation. But the one all time favorite that brings everyone together is Impossible Burger in Paradise. <laughs> <laughs> that might be on YouTube. What? Impossible Burger in Paradise parody. Somebody did a they God did a rendition it. of some song from Frozen, but it was about like I'm getting my vaccine today and I'm so excited to be free. Oh, there's selfie stations now that you can, after you get your vaccine, you can get a picture taken. And mm-hmm. there's a hashtag when you post it to social media, you can, I got vaccinated or something like that. I got mm-hmm. the shot. I got the jab. Um, the jab yeah, And you get a arm. sticker. You do get a sticker too. All this is, is a bunch of people with no real problems to worry about. That's all it is. Yeah. And none yeah. of it's new. None it's of it's special. LARPing. None of it's new. This is not new. Nothing everyone's upset about. Nothing that we're upset about is new. Obviously. Uh, but we're saying there's some acceleration happening now. Yeah, I don't know if there is. There is. There I think it's is. just the same people getting much louder. I actually, I hope you're right, and I hope that all of this just kind of... <clears throat> you know, there's a common phrase uttered on this show 
over the years. Mm -hmm. Do you know what that phrase is? Just guess. Uh, It's about the... Ha 9-11. No, it's about Mm. the correctness (laughs) of one of the hosts. Uh, Andrew's always right. Andrew was right. That's been disproven, though. Yeah, I don't don't know that it has. Just by the (laughs) times you were wrong. Yeah, but I feel like if we uh, if we're just uh, if we played it out over enough time, if we're betting men, bet on Andrew. Yeah, mm, I hope you're right. We don't say we hope. No, oh, I just I do. <laughs> we just I mean, say you are. No, because I don't I don't know. So all right, so I want you to be right, and I could say that I've seen a lot of people freak out about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I've been one of them, mm-hmm. and yeah, like. You go, all right, well, this is the quickening. This is it. This is where it happens. This is where all the shit that people have been talking about. Like, my world has been kind of informed by being close to a lot of people who think this way. Like, it's fucking coming, right? Now, in the last year, (laughs) all those people look really right. Yeah. So, uh, does... uh, But throughout all the time that I've watched them, they're like, this is it. This is the worst thing. Uh, like Dave, Dave Smith, for example, on this vaccine passport thing, mm-hmm. he's like, this is the place where we all have to take a stand if we don't do it right here. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that's yeah. coming. But but well, but is could things still just from the past? Well, stop moving that camera around at that low angle. I look like I'm getting ready to bring somebody in to behead them in like some kind of a terrorist video. Perfect. <laughs> and we are sitting in a basement, too. That's right. perfect. Um, so. Don't do that either. This is all very this is unsettling. I hope, but the point is, I hope you're right. I hope there are some ways where things stabilize and people kind of forget about this shit and just there's some kind of collective a collective realization like we can't fucking live this crazy way anymore. But that's not the pattern that societies at this like in late stage collapse of a civilization. That's not what people have ever done before. So I don't know. I but I hope you're right because I don't know either. Nobody's going to forget about this. It's going to keep going. You can't take my camera for you to do a close-up on you to feel more right. (laughs) That's what you're doing. You did a long shot of me where I look like a terrorist. Then you do a nice warm close-up of you going, everything's going to be okay, everybody. Reasonable and responsible. Yeah, but also from a low angle, which kind of makes you look like a crazy person. Well, now I've got a great angle. Look at me. What if I move to the same angle as the camera? All right. This is not a video show. Are we done now? Yeah, I don't know how we got so like serious and uh, thoughtful. Because of that fucking mirror. Uh, God, the goddamn mirror. I I was just saying I had a delightful night. Brett, you went to Max's Allegheny Tavern not too long ago, right? Uh, Yeah, it was March 13th. And you met a man. I did. He claimed to be the governor of Pennsylvania. Yeah, and this local man who is arguably Tom Wolfe, um, he wasn't talking like he was. Okay, good. Because I don't think you would have got along with him very well. No, and I got along with this guy, <laughs> even though he was super annoying. So this man, um, how was he politically, do you think? Right. Okay. But was he friendly? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I met the same man. Uh, was he kind of not ugly, like a kind of a good face? You know how a man could have a good face and you can be a straight man and go... Decent face. You go, that guy is probably a dad. Kind of a dumpy body. Yeah. Been married a long time, loud as fuck with a couple other guys. Yes, but this man was alone waiting for his takeout. Talking about sports? 
talking about sports, talking about bourbon, talking about maxes, talking about masks. In a way that, like, when are we uh, done with the masks? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Wishing for the days of the former glory of maxes. Mm. I talked to this man. Yeah. I gave him recommendations on cheap bourbon. Yeah. Pretty sure it was the same guy. Uh, I will show you a picture of him. Would I would helpful? love that. That would be very helpful. Uh, never, if I hand you my phone and any kind of photo gallery, never scroll in either direction. I know. Yeah, I, I, I got, uh, I, I got that fucked up a few nights ago when I was showing a man named Mike some photos of things, and then all of a sudden I swiped, and another photo popped up that he should not have seen. Yeah. Man, <laughs> there's <laughs> no good way you, to do this that. This is why you make albums. You know, you can make different albums. How do I make an album? I haven't. Yeah, yeah, fucking uh, figure it out. Uh, Google exists. Uh, mm. Well, first you practice for a long time to get your singing and your guitar playing on point. Exactly. And then you find you got to get that trumpet out of Nicaragua. Nice yep. recording equipment. You got to learn how to use it, and then you just need a little inspiration. Well, you know what? Well, while Brett's looking that up, and speaking of trumpets, uh, the reason I'm going to bring that trumpet home is I've been learning all kinds of shit about my dad the last couple of weeks that I didn't know. This man used to talk and claim he was right about everything and that he knew everything and he was trying to impart that wisdom onto me. But there are certain things that he did not speak about, such as he got a scholarship, a four-year music scholarship to go to West Virginia University. And apparently that is the same man. Yes! That is the man I talked to. Hooray! But apparently he was a phenomenal trumpet player. But in his mind, the trumpet didn't bring him any money. He could have been a career trumpeter, trumpetist. I paid a trumpetist. I paid a trumpetist a dollar in New Orleans. Only a dollar? Yeah, I think so. I, was I just, would have I was emptied just my by. spit valve in your hoodie. I was walking by. <laughs> I didn't have time to really consume enough for it to be worth $5. So, um, yeah, because he was such a good trumpeter and I had to bring it to Costa Rica, I'm going to try and bring it back from Nicaragua. Why? Did you ever explain why your dad went to Costa Rica? Like, you know, he was escaping things or something. Why Costa Rica? Kind of, yeah. Um, I don't think I ever explained it. So, because I mean, I feel like there's uh, better places you could escape to. Or than, than Costa Rica? Yeah. I don't know that you could. Oh. I don't know. There's better places to escape to than Costa Rica. What's better than Costa Rica? Name one. Mm, Panama. Uh, Montenegro. Where's that? Yeah. I don't know. It's in uh, Europe. Black Mountain doesn't <laughs> sound very good. Black Mountain. So, so then how did he end up in Nicaragua? Oh. <laughs> nice nice Spanish, Alex. You're going to do great down there. What I did just, you say? I wasn't thinking of uh, I was not in a Spanish frame of mind. Montenegro. <laughs> so um, the way he ended up in Costa Rica is there was some shit that involved business lawsuits and divorce and mm. assets that were trying to be relocated out of the country offshore which in this case was Costa Rica um, and he had friends in Costa Rica he knew what mm. it was like down there he knew some people who were there so that was the destination and this was a man who always wanted to move to some banana republic he that had fantasized about it for a long time, but oh, in 2004, he could only justify going to Florida and then in 05, Costa Rica. 
And the way he made it to Nicaragua from Costa Rica is that his wife that he married in Costa Rica was from Nicaragua. And from what I know, and I'm going to learn a whole lot more about this, um, she fled with the rest of her family from Nicaragua to Costa Rica during the whole Ortega thing in the 80s. But good news, Ortega's back and he's destroyed the country. Well, you do kind of want, at a certain point, you kind of want like a strong-armed right-wing dictator. He's a uh, strong-armed left-wing dictator. Oh, shit. That sucks. He well, unseated the strong-armed right-wing dictator that held power till 1979. Well, we all know about Pinochet, right? Pinochet was Chile. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I thought you said penis shape. Yeah. <laughs> well, we all know about penis shape, right? Long and strong. <laughs> Andrew, grab a pen. Yeah, you're already doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. All right. So in the 70s, the communists are trying to take over Chile. They elect this right where they comes to this right wing dictator comes to power with the help of the CIA. He says, what and we're going to do the uh, Chicago school, economists. the Chicago school, the Milton Friedman types. Yeah. No, it's with the help of the CIA. <laughs> uh he says, "Here's what we're gonna level do." Level one Spanish joke. That was a, that was actually really good. Sometimes they just need to be uh, simple. Um, he says, "We're gonna do a kind of a fun thing here. This isn't gonna be like left wing authoritarianism where we just wind up with piles of skeletons. We're gonna get the communists. We're gonna give them helicopter rides, drop them into the ocean. I mean, that's where the sharks are. The tiburons. Yeah." That's how we dealt with uh, the problem there. Yes. Mm. Now, you look at this country. Nicaragua. No, America. Los Estados. Estados Unidos. Los Estados Unidos. Los Estados. De Nicaragua. No. Los Estados Unidos. Nicaragua is... Los Estados Unidos. Nicaragua is the German word for nicotine water. <laughs> That's the best joke I ever heard in my life. <laughs> the German word? <laughs> but it's Spanish, but it doesn't matter. It still worked. <laughs> it's funnier as the German word. <laughs> Everything's funnier as a German word, yeah. Yeah. I totally lost my train of thought. I don't feel like it matters. I don't feel like I can do anything that's going to We're talking about, about uh, helicopter rides. Dictators giving a helicopter rides into the ocean. Right. So I would be terrified to go to a country with a, well, I'm not terrified, but with a left wing authoritarian <laughs> ruler. What, what, is, what is the support that he has of the people, Ortega? Um, by his numbers, a million percent. <laughs> Truly. Um, by the people's numbers, uh, every college student protesting and willing to die to oppose him. Wow. College students. Yep. Wanting to oppose left-wing authoritarianism. Yeah, but it has to do with uh, Social Security and taxes. That sounds very exotic. Mm. Well, all right. So, I don't know. I was just curious. But, yeah, I mean, the, the Pinochet thing. Dictator. Yeah. What if we, uh, I, fe- I feel like we should probably bring some Cuban cigars back with us. Nicaragua cigars? Going to, we're not going to Cuba, though. <laughs> no, but I just learned uh, sitting at a sh- cigar shop with Drew Sample. 
um, who actually can confirm he did not know all these people, but he did the same thing where he walks into the kitchen and pretends he does. Drew Sample, friend of the kitchen. Friend of the kitchen. <laughs> um, with the new rules, because uh, who was it, Trump or whoever, who was like, uh, Cuba, cool, okay, we can do that now. Cuba. Um, you're Obama. Apparently, Obama. Hi. <laughs> Dios mío. Um, I think it's still tricky and or not really possible to import Cuban cigars from Cuba to the United States. I smoked mm-hmm. one not too long ago. But you are now allowed to possess them, and you're allowed to bring them with you from elsewhere. I think we smoked them on episode 11 of Puke and the Gang, right, Puke? Yeah, I got some in, uh, I think, like Germany. Oh, I thought uh, I thought our, our co-host Justin, who was my co-worker, brought them in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he might have. I know we've smoked them before. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, in my opinion, Dominican cigars are better nowadays because they, uh, mm. they can afford to grow tobacco. <laughs> I don't know. All oh, and tobacco. The, the like, how long still, could they you... They have that mistake. On a place that that's that small, how long could you grow tobacco before you ruined all your farmland? Tobacco. grow. Well, maybe tobacco is not a, a depleting crop. It's the most depleting crop. Is it? Oh, yeah, shit. How do you know? Be, well, because I was a history teacher. Well, I'll just tell you a little story. In in colonial America, tobacco was the cash crop, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. in Virginia, people would come here from England, and they'd set up farm plots, and they would just plant all tobacco. And it would destroy the soil, and the soil couldn't even regenerate. Because, you know, you like ro- do rotational farming. Like, you yeah. farm yeah, in a certain yeah. area, it depletes the soil, you move to another place. Yes. Tobacco not only destroyed, like, almost like, turned the soil to sand— but it would destroy, the, it would suck nutrients from the surrounding soil as well, or maybe the deposits from the plant would ruin the surrounding, because it blows all over the place, mm-hmm. you know? So um, the the colonial governor of Virginia had to pass a law that people had to grow food and not just tobacco, because they were starving to death. Is that where the saying, uh, you grow tobacco, you watch the cash grow, came from? Mm-hmm. I just made that up. That's not real. No, that is real. Don't agree with that. It could have been. We should plant some tobacco while we're in Nicaragua. It's like they already got that covered. They do like coffee and tobacco, and that's pretty much it. And beer. make a lot of money. But I want to know what they've learned about tobacco farming since this last story about tobacco I know from the 1700s. (laughs) I think they've learned that when you're a poor country, uh, tobacco makes a lot of money, and you can just use that money to buy uh, the Roundup and uh, the miracle Grow and stuff, and you just spray that, and you call it good. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, uh, geez, I feel like we've covered it all, except Andrew now has something in front of him, and he might be planning an activity. No. Um, I just pulled out some. I found. I was looking for a microphone uh, pop filter earlier, and I found mm. Trivial Pursuit Baby Boomer Edition. But we're going to ignore that <laughs> for now. Just I, I didn't know how oh. much content we were going to have. Mm. But more yeah. importantly, um, <clears throat> I have an opportunity. I don't know if it's an opportunity. I have an avenue in where I could directly influence young people. And I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Mm. <laughs> Does it involve young people? I guess people? it depends on how you are influencing them. Yeah, are they under the age of 18? Yes. Is it sexual in nature? No. Okay, then it's probably not the worst thing. Well, it's it's an opportunity to entrepreneurially influence young people. Okay. Do, uh, do you make money off of their labor? No. It would be a volunteer type thing. 
but it sounds appealing to me where I could just take young people and basically shake them <laughs> and tell them what I want them to hear. Mm. Um, the plus side for me they is they can't it, be babies. No, they can't be that. Babies like die that 17. way. Seventeen. Yeah, it's a syndrome. Yeah, that you can give. I mean, it depends on how hard you shake them at seventeen, though. Well, if they you can uh, shake them pretty hard, if you shake problem. them as violently as a tornado might, it sounds like they won't be able to breathe. Well, here's what's in it for me. Could you suck them into a tornado where all the information you want is swirling around? A tornado of information. An infornado? No. Infornado. Um, infornado. Yeah, yeah. So, here's what's in it for me objectively. Objectively, I'd be able to put on my sort of sales resume, like, hey, I'm a volunteer for this uh, mentorship program. Educator. This entrepreneurial mentorship program. But really, what's in it for me is like, I kind of do like giving advice to people. And who needs more advice than like a 17-year-old who's going to go to college? Oh, I might have a thing. What do you mean? That I don't know. I just said that out loud, but I, this is more <laughs> of a thought. I'll talk to you later. Well, I have an idea, but go ahead. I have this opportunity to educate young people in a very direct basis, and I don't think there'll be a lot of controls put on me as far as what I can say and do. But on the other hand, it's like, who the fuck am I? I'm not successful. Who am I to say anything to these kids? Are you happy? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I have no idea how to answer that can question. You, can you afford a $400 emergency? Yeah. Okay. Then you're successful in America. Okay. <laughs> you're more successful than 50% of people. Okay. Well, that, that, I don't, that, that doesn't answer the first question, though. Uh, are you happy? Yeah. Well, answer it. I have no fucking idea. How do you not mm. know? You must have a standard of what would, would make you happy. Doesn't that standard change depending on your situation in life? Right. But you have one right now, don't you? A situation in life? No, a standard based on your current situation. You don't want it to be your situation forever. Yeah. I, I wanna, mean, I want to do what I want when I want, and I do that. Okay. Yeah. Then, I mean, what more could you want? But you could want more, sure. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I want more of all of that. But I want someone to love me. Okay, but as a 17-year-old, can't you go, you, you say to 17, how would you like to do whatever you want? How would you like to be able to afford a $400 emergency and be able to do whatever you want whenever you want? How would you like for no one else to decide what you want how and are going to do? How would you like to be in charge yeah. of yourself? I'm very much in Imagine charge. Imagine saying that to a kid in high school. He would, or she, they'd be so thrilled by that possibility. Uh, maybe they wouldn't. Cause I don't think they would. Dude. They'd be like, geez, that's actually kind of scary. That seems, like, yeah. that seems like a lot of work. But okay, okay. So this is called niching down, which we all know about. You're not going to try and talk to every high school student, right? You don't want to talk to them. Most of them are probably already lost. Yeah. Well, I talked about it on the show a couple of years ago. I went and I judged that high school competition where kids had to you know, explain why uh, they're the future. Can I tell you a story real quick? Maybe. I got a 12 years ago. Uh-huh. I started a podcast. Sounds like a can, long uh, Can Andrew story. go pee while you're telling the story? Yeah, I'll just yeah, I'll just talk at okay. like a slightly louder volume and you'll be able to hear just me. Just step back from the mic a little bit. No, you wait. Wait, wait, wait. Wait one minute. The story only takes a minute. <laughs> pee in that, you can pee in that cup. Oh, okay. You can pee in this. I finished my soda. There's yeah, a peanut shell in there, though, so just pee around that. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, from the peanut shell. <laughs> Twelve years ago, I started a podcast. What was it called? School sucks. I pictured a boy. He was a teen boy. 
I said, this is not for everybody. This is for somebody, though, who wants to hear an adult say the truth. The person who's kind of at the front of the room, tell kids how it really is. But not all kids, because fuck most kids. Just but kids not, named Alex. Well, <laughs> and, that he, and he was that boy, and now he's this yeah, man. I did yeah. get fucked. <laughs> you were what, 16 when you found School Sucks? 2009, that's... 12 yep. years ago. Yep, yep, yep. I talked to young Alex. Younger Alex. And, 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 and in a targeted way. And here he is sitting right next to me now. Right. I manifested Alex into Portman Show. I mean, it's a pretty incredible story. Jesus Christ. So what if I... He's made nothing Easter but miracle. positive contributions here. What if I manifest some fucking young West Virginia boy? Manifest him how? I don't know. Whatever, however I want. You do, we have talked about this. You do need to find, uh, what, what would you call it? A, a right hand. Una mano de reche, so to speak. See? And uh, for various tasks, um, not... Uh, I do have a hermana de reche. Wait. De reche and a scatterda. Right, right and left? Isn't hermana no, a sister? Left. Oh, sister. Is it sister? Hermano yeah. is a brother. Yeah, hermano's mm-hmm. brother. Okay, so hermana. Man, see, we don't want to be sister. too hard with that H either. Hermana. Hermana. A left sister. Yeah. Hermana. I've been Una. hanging out in Mexican grocery stores, so I'm, right. I'm not to be like a, a pronunciation an Nazi. But Sinestra. It's pronounced pronunciation. <laughs> pronunciation. Sion. Um, that's a little more French. Yeah, and so uh, for let's just name a thing. What do you need a right hand for? To take the washer that doesn't work back down to the place where you got the used washer and swap it out. That'd be great to have a right hand for. There's uh, all these messages on Airbnb that you're responding to right now. That'd be great to have a right hand for. You need a good right hand in life for many things. And a right hand out of West Virginia. Why not? Yeah. When you need an excuse to go back to the Blue Ridge Mountains, back to the Smokies, you can say, hey, West Virginia right hand. Mono de Reche. I also feel like it will Let's open, go home. It'll open up opportunities to pursue funding from certain organizations too. Like because you're taking care of a special needs kid? Not special needs. An entrepreneurial <laughs> fucking elite person every kid has special needs actually i mean entrepreneurial <laughs> day one lesson sounds. one you have no special needs oh yeah you don't want to we, we want to get that out of kids heads though i think entrepreneurial elitism uh school training for kids sounds like a special needs program day two pill forfeiture <laughs> <laughs> whatever they're on it's out yeah Cold turkey. Yep. We're going to sit in the parking lot of the emergency room. <laughs> we can go in if you need to, but we're going to try to not go in. I've got a bottle of old granddad if you start to get jittery. <laughs> yeah. If you die, <laughs> I'll consider going in. They can bring you back. Yeah. Like, how come this kid who you brought in smells like old granddad? Kids are resilient. Kids are resilient. That's great. That's Even in death. True. Yeah. You can probably help a kid through a uh, drug withdrawal. Yeah. Yeah. How fast can you get this kid, this right hand, this mono de reche? Uh, by the summer. Okay, that's a little 
off the timeline. But no, really, this Can is a real opportunity this? that I don't know if I should if I should uh, investigate and pursue or not. Like, I feel like I probably have enough things to worry about and focus yeah. on. Mm, but this is just one more. You don't want to take so why not? responsibility for a child's life. Yeah, maybe I should though. I mean, there's something to be said. How bad of an idea is it for me to be influencing a child? That's my question. I would say I could think of no better person almost. I think you need to find the right child. Name three better people to influence a child than you. Considering who that child's influences are culturally, educationally, politically, right now. Who better than you? Their Bill moms? Gates. No. You, what do you know about their mom? Their dad? Why do you know about him? Their uncle. I think maybe they don't even have a dad. Maybe the uncle's Jesus, a piece they of probably shit. don't. Right. Maybe they don't have a mom. Okay. Maybe they don't have an uncle. Maybe they're the parent, a son of two only children. The teachers and their boss. So let's not assume an uncle and their parents could be cunts. I could be a cunt. No. (laughs) But you have good lessons. Do I? Do you think parents have good lessons? Have you ever talked to parents? Like by and large? Like I know parents who are probably great, but. (laughs) My dad taught me about how the. the Doppler effect works. My dad was a very smart guy who, I hate to say this into a recording, taught me almost nothing. Did, did he teach you how to throw a ball? Yeah, yeah, he did. That almost makes me kind of want to cry to say that. That's but, like uh, the one thing my dad didn't teach me. How to but, throw a ball? Yeah. My dad taught me how to throw a Let's say some nice things about my dad, Okay. He would throw me pop-ups. You know what pop-ups are? The real high ones? Mm-hmm. And he would, he, would, he would take time. One time he pulled a muscle in his neck doing it. I thought he was going to die. That was really scary um, because I was just a kid. Oh, he, he took me to baseball games. He talked to me about things. We listened to talk radio together. So I got to be a Republican by the time I was 11, yeah. which was <laughs> helpful. Limbaugh, big influence. But college ruined that. <laughs> college fucked that all up. Um. Punk music fucked but it all up like, for me. He, so I don't want to be critical, but I just want to kind of like talk through this because I'm actually like, I've been doing some exercises with a friend lately about some of the self-defeating ideas I have around certain things. And a lot of it came back to my dad and things that I went through in childhood. So I'm working on this. I'm actually thinking about talking to my dad, like asking my dad some questions about some of the business decisions that he made. Record it. That were kind of weird. Record it. I don't it. think he'd let me. I don't, I don't want to do that because no, it's more important for me to get what I need out of this than to um, make content out of it. But my dad knew a lot about business and finance and stuff like that. And just assumed that, and also knew that school was bullshit and sucked and knew that that higher ed was just going to be left-wing indoctrination and never, like, I don't know if it's, it, but, but see, that's also, I don't know if that's a bad thing, right? Because, like, I had to t- t- take all those lessons myself. About right? higher ed? Well, or no, just about, about life. You. Like, me, because that was his thing. He was always, like, real against nepotism. He's like, when people hire their kids, they're fucking assholes. And their kids suck at their jobs and never do that. And I was like, Dad, I'm a Cub Scout. I have chocolate bars I have to sell to win a contest. Mm-hmm. Can you bring them to your work <laughs> and leave them in the, in the, lunchroom he's like are you out of your mind i'm like nine he's like that's a good thing he's like that is ridiculous i would never do that that's that's tacky 
right? So that's like, I was never going to get any like career help from my dad, even if he remained a successful businessman and didn't go broke when I was like 14. So I'm just thinking about this. Like there are people who like learn so much from their dads and their grandpas. I never had a grandpa, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm. and this is all okay. And I kind of, but you know, I've been asked a lot recently, like, you must have, uh, your parents must be like this, your parents must be like that, or you must have gotten this from your, your mom or your dad, and I'm kind of like, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm influenced by them in kind of indirect ways, but I'm pretty much have, the things I've figured out were things, of anything, that I've tried to tell them about, you know? Like, that they don't know about. So, I don't know. Because I... I just said a bunch of stuff out loud, so <laughs> there's no conclusion. I'm not. I'm not asking for anybody's uh, help with that. But. I think we draw the conclusions that we need from the things that we say after we say them. I think that's yeah. I think that's a good point. But I don't know what conclusion really. I mean, maybe I'll think about it. But it's also at the same time, I'm not trying to be critical of my dad in that because, you know, my dad could have been like. You're not a good student. You, the best advice is you shouldn't go to college. You should get a job. You should start making money. And you should, like, that would have been great advice. But if I hadn't gone to college, I wouldn't have had all the experiences that made me into the person that I am. Mm-hmm. I never would have gone on that path. So I think he was maybe just kind of like, hands off. He'll figure it out. So Yeah, was it a grand plan or was it apathy? See, that's what I don't know. Me neither. Yeah, and how do you, you would ask? have had experiences regardless. They just would have been different. Right. So, like, why not just, like, hey, Brett, I could save you $60,000, mm-hmm. um, and you, you, you won't, like, wind up with a bunch of confusing views about how the world actually works, even at a time when the, the, the bullshit they were peddling in higher education was a lot less toxic. But would you have listened? Because my dad would have been like, I will save you billions of dollars over the course of your lifetime if you just stop liking cars. Mm-hmm. Did I listen? Mm. He promised you didn't. He, he promised you billions. But that's why you need it. Dads are liars, too. I mispronounced millions. <laughs> that's, uh, I think that's just a good case for Uncle Andrew. Well, wait, wait. Maybe he was pro- promising it to you in Costa Rican currency. Yeah. yeah. Millions of colones. Billions. I think dads can be bad at giving advice. Dads can be easy to listen to, even if it is bad advice. But Uncle Andrew, Uncle Andrew is somebody we can trust. <laughs> can you? Right. I think, Am I going to send anybody down the right path? That's I. Think that's my are. I think you are. I think you and a seventeen-year-old in a dark room can make magic. Yeah, I really think you should do this. I don't think you should play this recording for them <laughs> <laughs> or any of them. Right. Save that for after the lessons. Hey, kid. Do you want to learn some lessons? <laughs> Do you know what Nicaragua is the German word for? Well, because again, no matter how fucked up my life gets, I always have the best advice for other people's lives. 
That's right. Yeah. Now, a 17-year-old, how simple is life, at least externally? Oh, it's so easy. Like, emotionally, it could be a real, uh, what do they call those things? A tornado. Nah, I could fix it. You know? <laughs> Just and swirling it. and swirling and swirling. Well, you, you can fix people's emotional problems? Oh, yeah. All right. So, let's role play. <laughs> okay. Even though, maybe we should save that until next week. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's getting about yeah, time it to is save it to be about week. time to wrap up next week. A Love a teaser. Yeah. Um, we've role played me as an adult and Andrew as a boy and next time Andrew will be the adult and I will be the boy you'll have to check back next week for that on Portman Show got one last thing puke in the gang what do you got 301 sorry so <laughs> last week Brett asked the audience to create the new man saga oh my big god how did fucking episode right I am so oh, sorry oh man I wish oh I could god. see Brett right, right now but the stupid camera is fucking I, I do want to say, in my defense, I should go, oh my God, I should go stab myself with a sword in shame right now. Mm. Is there a sword here? Uh, Please say no. There's a whole no, there's some knives, there's some big thing knives. filled oh. with knives. Oh, there's a safe full of guns. Yeah. Uh, we'll yeah. figure it out. And I can yeah, just I... open these drawers that puke has in his room and throw knives at you for like an hour. Okay. And never touch the same knife twice. All right. <laughs> All right. I feel like what? I should at least be stabbed like lightly through four layers of skin and into flesh for what I have just done. I do want to say, in my defense, that I talked to listener Larry this morning. Larry, who is a uh, Squawk supporter, he's an university community member, and he has become um, a very. Lo- I don't like calling people fans. I think it's pretentious. And I think it's demeaning. Friends. A listener. Friends. A contributor. No, no, no. A collaborator. Oh, con- collaborate. And I say that with 100% wow. sincerity. Four years. So I did talk to Larry this morning, and I did thank him. I have met Larry. I have been to Richmond, Virginia with him. I have walked up and down Monument Avenue with him, with all the Confederate generals. Mm. Those are all ruined now. They're not there anymore, I don't think. No. Uh, or they're all spray-painted very badly. Racist. Um, Larry created... After years of me saying aspirationally, you know, like what is something that people say aspirationally? I want to be an astronaut. I want to be an astronaut. Andrew, what's something you say aspirationally? I want to be an aspirin. <laughs> okay. That was Somebody, man, it would be amazing if a listener went and put the entire uh, new saga of our characters into one storyline. Into one MP3 file. Yeah. Larry has done this. Up it. until, up until, it was an hour, I think it was an hour and 15 minutes roughly, up until the point where old man becomes new man. Now, this doesn't mean anything because the timeline is so fucked up, <laughs> but <laughs> it covers almost the entire saga of these characters from the beginning of the podcast so it goes through like two years of puke in the gang episodes to do this and uh gabriella and i listen to an hour and i'm pausing it every <laughs> i'm pausing it every minute <laughs> to go okay the man from horse vagina is because one time i said to andrew west virginia kind of sounds like horse vagina and he said no it doesn't i said if you say it in the right accent it does and then it became a character that these two guys old man who was just i don't even know how that happened um and new man and then i had to explain how new man i had to explain how all of these characters started on the show but then also what their stories in the in the portman show slash puke in the gang legend what did she have to say she's like this is amazing (laughs) 
She loved it. She loved it. I mean, or she she was very convincing that she enjoyed it. <laughs> I mean, if, if somebody had played this for me, right? Like, if I was dating a person, and they're like, would you like to hear an audio <laughs> compilation of characters I made up? <laughs> you would just think, I'm with an insane person. I'm with the most yes. insane person. And one of them poops. But then, when the pooping is just about to get boring, he starts pooping coins. And you don't know why. <laughs> but then you'll find out, because he was the prisoner of Nazis, that I also play. And every voice in the show, except, uh, no, there's like, you guys are in it. I'm not in oh, it. No, you are. You're, no, uh, I don't like that I'm in it. You're commander. <laughs> have you listened to it? No. Oh no, it's God. it's coming out. It's so where, funny. Where can you find it? We d- Portmanshow.com slash VIP for as little as five bucks a month. It's going to be a PCL. I got to get it put out here, nice. hopefully, tomorrow. Nice. Can I just, uh, I was reminded of a lyric. Old man and out-of-town guy mm-hmm. going on an adventure together. Yeah. So it becomes this buddy comedy, like yeah. a TV show, yeah. like a 70s Burt Reynolds kind of feel to it, like buddy. Yeah, there wasn't enough anti-authoritarianism in it, though. No, there wasn't a lot, right? But, um, well, they one of them had been a Nazi prisoner. Right. But so that kind of beats that out. Uh, what's that called? But who was uh, the villain? Schadenfreude? Uh, no, what's the German word for... Um, Nicaragua. <laughs> Maybe it's a Swedish word, Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> anyway, um, we made a theme song, and the lyrics would change every week for Old Man Out of Town Guy and the man from Horse Vagina, who were on a adventure together for no reason, but also trying to... Build a friendship that helped them deal with their long-term emotional problems. So I'm leaving Pittsburgh today, driving home listening to this. In the final episode, old man and out-of-town guy and the man from Horse Vagina. Uh, a hot new click, grabbing friendship by the dick, and then they spread your butt and put it inside you. <laughs> and I was like, this has been, that would be lost. That would be lost into the ether, basically, of of all the podcasts that people don't have time to listen to anymore. And I honestly feel like the dumbest thing I've ever done that is unfor- that maybe, unfortunately, also the best thing I've ever done. It's, it's probably the smartest thing you've ever done. As, but, uh, yeah, so uh, Gabriella objected to it being called stupid, and I said no. That's a compliment. Yeah. It's like sometimes things can only be too stupid until you really get creative. Until you really, really stretch the limits of something. Right. To if see you how lean stupid into the stupid, it yes. becomes fucking brilliant. That is Tim, yeah, Tim and Eric. I don't know what that means. Uh, kids in the Hall. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. a good example of this is uh, I like leaning into my stupid, but. It f- can feel brilliant when it is seconded or reinforced by the thoughts of a brilliant person. So, speaking of Larry, earlier this week, Larry was expressing a problem on an university call. Which is now a podcast. Which is now a podcast with the book club. Mm-hmm. So, where can people find that? Schoolsucksproject.com, right at the top of the page, if you listen in the next few days. So, <clears throat> what this was... Was uh this was a book club recording, uh put together by listener, Carrie friend, Carrie collaborator. Yes, 
and team member. It was of the book "Don't Do Stuff You Hate," which is a collection of blog posts from. I think the greatest guy ever because I just uh, everything that I think he articulates and puts out there to the world. And is there a more smiley guy? And how far does a good smile go? Right, Isaac Morehouse. First time I met this guy, he just went, "Yeah, Andrew, I agree with you." But here's how your argument sounds better. Mm-hmm. And that's what this book was. While we're eating barbecue that he bought yeah. for us. That that's wasn't the good. first time we recorded a show with him before that. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, 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 with uh, T.K. Coleman. Yeah, but uh, no, that was fantastic. I really liked that. I liked uh, being able to reconnect with Isaac, and it's rare that I find somebody who go, and I go, oh, yeah, I think the same as you on everything, and he is like that one person. He is the best guy. There's no better guy than this guy. And he made a whole mentorship program that's mentored a lot of young people. Holy fuck. It's a sign. <laughs> it's a sign. Get yourself a 17-year-old. Okay. Boy. Un mano derecha. Mi bambino. So thank you, Larry, for uh, putting in the work for that. Uh, it's pretty amazing. I I can't, t- like, to, to be able to show somebody that I care about so much the fruits of my labor, <laughs> like as we're driving around <laughs> Pittsburgh was just it, it was so gratifying and to to go back and hear all that stuff uh and and just to see the, the cohesion the cohesion of the whole story like how brilliantly how brilliant that narrative is i mean it really is like there are no greater characters in podcasting there's no greater story this is the fucking Babylon 5 of stupid podcasts. <laughs> I don't get that. Right. Okay, Babylon 5 was a 90s uh, sci-fi show. I was Battlestar Galactica. No. It is the opposite of the Battlestar Galactica of stupid podcasts. Okay. Babylon 5 was a cheesy show. You start watching it, you go, there's no way I'm this much of a dork that I'm going to sit here and watch this whole show. Mm-hmm. But after a couple episodes, you're hooked. The story is great. plays out over five seasons. It has a perfect narr- a perfect arc. Uh, characters are great. Everything is developed perfectly and resolved um, exquisitely. Now, this story is that, but here's the beauty. It still has little openings still has little openings where we could, if we wanted to, go back to it. Andrew and out-of-town Geis, the ghost of -of out-of-town guy, were sucked off into another dimension. Yeah, we got a spinoff like fucking Rhoda or Frasier. Nick. Or Gunther. Nick disappeared with a character called Mouseman Mm -hmm. into another dimension. So they're somewhere, too. Maybe I'm a little too into this. I don't know. People are kind of looking at me or not looking at me in a way where it's like, you know, where somebody's like needs to and people look away and they're like, I hope this is this guy stops talking soon. No, I just like when things don't involve me. So the fact that this involves me makes me go, yeah, I don't know if I have any faith in this. How much? Why? How much does this involve you? Andrew and out of town, Geist. On half of that. I already have the story outlined. Perfect. So you don't even need me. Uh, no, you are the star. Oh. You are like the... Who's the little guy the boss? in Game of Thrones? Oh. Peter oh, Dinklage. Um, 
Peter Dinklage. You are like the Peter Dinklage of this story. Rude. He plays, uh, what's his name? Uh, Lannister. I'm already feeling short for other reasons. No, 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 no. <laughs> this, 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 uh, he is, he is the greatest, one of the greatest characters ever created. And that's going to be you if we ever do this other saga that is connected to the saga that Larry just put together. So, you know, you could well! just go to my mom's house and be like, listen, Andrea, just read this script. And you could get endless content out of that. <laughs> and I don't need to be involved at all. It's not a bad I could write it. I don't know. That I'll write it. Difficult. <laughs> well, if we want to get caught up before this new, this latest drop, this new episode in a continuing saga, where should we go for that? We already plugged it. Portmanshow.com slash VIP. Now we plugged it a second time. <laughs> Well, now that we plug portmanshow.vip, we should say thank you to all the listeners. We got to make ham. Ham? (laughs) What? Easter Easter dinner. You're making ham? Uh, Hallelujah. He is risen. Jesus. Well, fucking hey! Thanks for listening, everybody. This counts as a show. Every single moment of our life is spent thinking of those one or two moments when we really could be living, but we're not. So we stop to our best to forget the moments in our little lives that haven't happened yet. But every time you look for something more for you to prove, you never find a way to win. When you do it, break to lose some bet it all on black. Double down if you can. Head on down the coast and we'll get started. I've never had had broccoli and went, you know what would make this better? Nuts. I've never had anything and went, you know what would make this better? Nuts. I've had nothing and I thought, you know what would make this better? Nuts. Like nuts are okay by themselves. Unless they're whatever fucking horrible nuts you were hawking. Black walnuts are troublesome. Uh, uh. Test, test, audio levels. Why would you fuck it up? It was... you were talking before, I said it, and then you 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 go and you ruin it. Oh my god, it's so loud. I know, it was awful. Maybe because oh. I didn't know you had done anything. So I, these are the levels I'm gonna leave it at. It changed very much from last week. Did it? Yeah, it's way the fuck I, louder. I put it at two dots. Or maybe it's a, wait, did I have it at two dots or three dots? <laughs> Try zero dots. Yeah. <laughs> go to negative seven dots. There's zero dots. Oh, yeah, that's great. Talk some more. There's one dot. I'm so scared. No, if I sit here, this is this is this is where I'm going to sit at. Okay. Are you getting are you actually able to hear? Go anything? back to two dots and then That's talk. two dots worth of gain. Okay, just don't lean up to the mic again. Stay at All two right. dots and keep talking.
Welcome to live chat. Remember to guard your privacy and abide by our community standards, which we won't tell you what they are. Because we don't actually have standards. We're shitbags. Do I have to... Does that mean I have to yell? I have to yell. I have to yell and keep my register low. No one ever complains about my breath. And I... I you should see some of the things I do. Welcome to Puke and the Gang episode... <laughs> 300. All right. We all, now we start over? <laughs> what? Now we start over? What's the episode number? <laughs> wrong number, wrong name of the show. Jesus. <laughs> oh, shit. That's right. Um, well, okay. you know, just say Portman Show. It's episode 472. Two? 472. Okay. Portman Show, 472. Great. Two. Count it down. 470. What is it? 472. It's 472. Good job, Puke. Oh, we missed 420 and 469. <laughs> that was the best intro ever. So now on to the show part. Uh, should we introduce ourselves? They know uh, we I are. thought we were starting over. Oh, oh no, 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 no. I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Puke's pretty out of it. Got a countdown. It. Is that Let's part going to be in the show at the end, though? It can be. But yeah, I love it. For as many fucking times as Brett wants to start over, now it's my turn because it's my show. I want to start over with the proper name of the show. Let's do that. Okay. Five, four, three, two, five, one. Five. Alex, just talk. Just do it. Puke can too. 